Well, these are the guys I'm bringing in for the Tower Heist podcast, Evan. Guys, this is Evan. He's going to be helping us out on this job. And uh, yeah, so let's do it. Let's get let's get to work. Are you kidding me, Nabil? These guys ain't got what it takes to be on Filmatic. I can look in their eyes and see it. First sign of a giveaway and they're going to be shitting in their pants. You want me to prove it? All right, listen up. Y'all got 15 minutes to go out there and get me something in your room. Each one of y'all go out there and steal me $25 worth of shit that nobody wants. Come back and show it to me on the Zencaster. Then we'll talk. All right, guys, come on. We can do this. 25 bucks. Come on. We got, we got useless shit in our room. We can do it. Come on. We got this. Come on. For the Tower X podcast. Let's do it. 15 minutes. Well, show me what you got. <laughs> I can, I can go. I guess. Uh... Oh, oh my god, that is foul. <laughs> All the way down. What even is it? That's my boy. Mungo City. Fair enough, fair enough. <clears throat> Next. Uh, I got a... Sorry, <laughs> board game. Sorry, board game? Really? Yeah. That's like, what, worth $12 or something? You can get that anywhere. Any toy store. Mike Wazowski figuring. What? Wait, wait, hold up. Let me see that again. What was that? It's on a... Mike Wazowski figurine, 2008 collectible. He's on a beanbag chair. Shit. Combined value. I like that. Did you get that at like bowling alley or something? No, I stole it from an arcade machine. Oh man. Oh my god. (sighs) That's real stuff right there. Alright. Well, my turn of useless things that no one wants. I I, uh, picked up the Suicide Squad Blu ray from my room. Um. (laughs) Coward Heist. Can I cut the title? <laughs> yes, guys. <laughs> yes, guys. In terms of useless things that you might want, the Suicide Squad Blu-ray DVD is still up for grabs. <laughs> guys, go ahead. All you got to do, like the Instagram post, share it to your story, or comment. I'll take either one now. All right. Great DVD. It's still going, guys. Please, we got to get this out before the end of the season. All so, right. just to <laughs> yeah. clarify... We haven't gotten a single person to comment. No, well, actually, funny enough, uh, someone did comment, mm-hmm. but they didn't comment. Um, I don't know if you heard the last episode, but we were talking about the slap, the Will Smith slap, yes. okay. Manny and Darian, and mm-hmm. we changed it at the beginning of that episode, where all they had to comment was Batman or Superman. Don't ask me, it's a long story. All they had to comment was Batman or Superman. Okay. And we got one comment, but they didn't comment that. <laughs> they commented something <laughs> entirely different, which is Good. disappointing. Good. But um, anyway, Suicide Squad DVD. So get on Do that. Do we guys. know? Yeah. Who the person was that commented? It was Manny's girlfriend. Uh, Manny has a girlfriend. He did, I know. But okay. in the podcast, didn't he like say 
Or maybe it was somebody else. He was going to get someone to comment to, like, essentially give them the DVD. Yeah, no, he was like, yeah, I got people, like, basically saying that he was going to get people to listen to it, personally. And, Why couldn't yeah. he just tell her to comment Batman That's or what Superman? I'm That's what I'm saying. No, I got three separate people to watch this podcast, not the Batman podcast specifically, and not a single one of them commented to win a free fucking DVD. They're hearing this now. Fuck you. All right. I'll be honest. You don't listen to one. this one. All right. We don't want you. Here. All right. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. No, they're gonna want to stay. We got some interesting uh, conversation topics, including certain events that took place in two thousand one. Yeah, I was born. Me too. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Your and then birthday later. Think that two thousand one, some crazy stuff happened in two thousand. And ten years later, Tower Heist was released to the public. Oh, gosh. Yes, guys. You know, so I they... remember going to the AMC and seeing that poster. You know, up, I remember up on top of the Murphy. tower. Stiller, yeah. I know. Two thousand eleven. The... I never watched it. <laughs> and. <laughs> and what? Here's what I'm gonna say. Um, at one point, Nabil made it clear that even people who have been on the podcast could win the Suicide Squad TV team. <laughs> oh, that's so true, actually. <laughs> I haven't claimed it. I, I, I'll have to go listen. It feels yeah. wrong, alright? It feels wrong. Yeah, it also feels like right. I personally don't use Blu-ray. I also, yeah, I don't. Well, I've also specified that it also comes with the, a DVD. Like it's two discs. Fair, it's Blu-ray and fair. does it come with yeah. a digital download? No. Oh come on. Ultraviolet code. <laughs> Yo, speaking of which, Evan and I have an insane ultraviolet library going on right now. True. Yeah, I know what that is. <laughs> come on now. That's sad. So Alan Alda. Okay. Um. Yeah. <laughs> let, let's let's jump into it, guys. As we stated, this episode, as you can tell by the title and the. Wonderful promo written by Casey that we just performed. Uh, this is going to be about Tower Heist, uh, 2011 uh, heist comedy film directed by. I'm not going to do the joke. Brett Ratner. <laughs> Brett Ratner um, was problematic, of course, and we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, and we'll starring... get into the deep, gritty details. <laughs> no, we will not. We will not. Um, but. It's also, of course, starring an all-star cast: Stiller, Murphy, Broderick, Affleck. Um, Fuck! Oh yeah. T. Leone. T. Leone. Yeah. Um, From Jurassic Park Three. Michael Pena. Yes. Um, True. Yeah. And uh, this is a. This was. We all have very mixed thoughts about it. I'm excited to uh, have the conversation, and. Um, yeah, so let's just jump right into it. I think the first thing that I want to talk about is the fact that this movie, although it came out in 2011, uh, came from an idea from Eddie Murphy as early as 2005. And back then, uh, Murphy pitched it as an all-black cast of comedians who work at Trump Tower, um, and they were going to rob it. And kind of styled after Ocean's Eleven, and Eddie Murphy brought that idea to Brett Ratner, and it was kind of in a production, uh, I guess, hell, so to speak, from 2005 to 2011. 
um, where it eventually evolved, of course, from that idea into what we got. And uh, yeah, but I mean, uh, even though in the movie, it's, of course, the tower and not Trump Tower, a majority of uh, the practical shots were filmed at Trump Tower. And I actually saw some behind the scenes footage, not making this up, of Donald Trump on set. And I was telling this to everyone. Can we play that clip, Nabil? Yeah, I'm playing it right now. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> he loves the women. He loves the women. <laughs> That's fantastic. Let me just say one. It's going to be a great hit. Right. <laughs> and as you heard in that hilarious clip, the audio, so this is from Brett Ratner's quote. The title of the video is Brett Ratner's personal video diary. Okay, it's a 20-minute video of different footage behind the scenes. And <laughs> the, what's funny is the first like three minutes is muted for some reason. I don't know if it's copyright. I don't know what it is, but it's muted. Intentionally or unintentionally. And <laughs> Trump, you see the footage starts of Trump on set next to Brett Ratner, like watching in the in the editing bay, the movie. And the audio cuts in, and all you hear Trump saying is, <laughs> and this guy, he loves the women. <laughs> no way. I am not making this up. I am not making this up. That's insane. I wish I had shown you guys before this, actually, but the viewers saw that right then. And um, anyway, there's a lot of crazy <laughs> shit, I feel like, in terms of the development of this movie that we can talk about. But um, yeah, do you guys just want to, you guys just want to jump right into it or like, do you want to, yeah? All right. Yeah, sure. I'm kind of ready. Let's do it. All right. Let's go through it. Um, let's, let's start with this, Justin. What's your one minute pitch to someone who hasn't seen tower heist you would give to tell them about what this movie's about and if they should see it okay. sorry to call you out i just i'm yeah, trying something this new this is out. a bit of a homework assignment <laughs> um you know just improv it you know right yeah okay so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie to you this is no oceans 11 but that's fair if you want a little bit of a fun light-hearted movie about ben stiller Ben Stiller, Eddie Murphy, a couple of guys being dudes just hanging out, committing heist. And uh, you know what? Let's just say things get things get unexpected. It doesn't go as you might expect. <laughs> but not too unexpected. It gets a little zany. Yeah. And there's a car involved. Uh, there's also a just truck there. involved. Perhaps it's stolen. Perhaps it's stolen. Snoopy is involved. Snoopy. Okay. <laughs> right, we'll, so we'll go on. told me that Snoopy does appear in the movie. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into it, but thank you for that, Justin. Um, yeah. Can I... Sorry, this is slightly off topic, but I've like heard about this movie so much before watching it because I feel like it's been like a filmatic joke at times. Is there like a yeah. story behind that or uh I feel like it's just been mentioned so many times because I feel like it it lands in this weird gray area of movies when we're whenever we do those freestyles, you know, we're talking about anything and everything. Mm-hmm. And I guess I just have like a personal connection to it because and I was telling this to Justin as you it was one of the first movies that my parents bought on iTunes. Mm. So when I got my first iPod and I had, of course, I wasn't allowed to make my own account. I had to sign to my parents' account for iCloud and all that shit. 
So it was the only movie on the iPod. So there were so many numerous times in middle school where I would, it, it being the only movie I had access to, I just watched Tower Heist. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, That's um, really sweet. I actually haven't seen it since like seventh or eighth grade until we rewatched it recently. Really? So it was very interesting to get a juxtaposition. But yeah, that's the reason I'm always bringing it up is like, I I remember, I have more fond memories yeah. of it. So I'm always like, guys, we got to watch Tower Heist. We got to check it out. We got to, awesome. you know. Yeah. And of course, we here at Filmatic, specifically Justin and I, are just huge Stiller fans. And people are doing a little bit more. I'm not, you know. <laughs> there are things in the works. That's all I'm going to say. You guys don't even know about this, but there are things in the works. New for... Ben Stiller movie that you're working no. on? <laughs> we are coming on the podcast. We're My huge dream. Ben Stiller fans here. My hashtag dream. ad, hashtag spawn. Uh, <laughs> We've reached out to. I wouldn't ben recommend. Ben Stiller, unless I would use this product myself. <laughs> it's good. It's good. But no, um, yeah, that's, that's kind of the, the the meta story behind that. But um, I guess to go into like a layer, uh, one layer deeper than the brilliant one minute summary that Justin gives. Um, Ben Stiller works at a manager as a manager at the tower, and. Uh, it turns out that the the big big boss in charge, the guy in the penthouse, Alan Alda's character, uh, whose money, the employee's money that he's invested, it all turns out to be embezzled. It's a fraud. Alda goes to jail. Their money is in jeopardy. It's going to be lost. So what does uh, Stiller and his working class friends <clears throat> decide to do? Uh, they decide to steal it back, Robin Hood style. Uh, of course, with his skinny friar tuck. And um, <laughs> Matthew Broderick no. isn't even working class in that movie. That's a good point. That is a good point. Right. Like, he plays, I guess uh, he's like turned working class. Right, because he was on Wall Street and yeah. all the yeah, shit yeah. went south. That's an interesting. I never even like fully. Yeah, that's class a good point. Solidarity. Good I point. think. Nice I think. buzzword. asshole (laughs) no but um yeah and then uh as as we said zaniness ensues from there um i'm gonna go right off the bat and start with a possible first you know dipping my toe into the uh, contentious arena eddie murphy's performance i liked it i liked that it was it it felt underplayed and subtle I'm not saying that that was necessarily intentional, but it came off that way. And I liked that. I feel like when you when you hear that Eddie Murphy's going to be in a movie, Eddie Murphy in a comedy movie, you're like, oh my god! When you know you want to prepare your body for that event. That's I mean at least I, you know, as a fan of Eddie Murphy, that's a hyperbole, of course. But you know, um, I don't know. As just a fan of Eddie Murphy, that's the kind of thing I'm thinking of. I'm like, oh my god, he's going to have such a bombastic role, this and that, X, Y, Z. That's how I felt watching Meet Dave. (laughs) (laughs) I've not seen that one. But, um, yeah, um, I like that. I like that he didn't, he wasn't in the movie a lot, but it worked. I don't know. Yeah, I think he, I think he was definitely one of the best performances in the movie. (laughs) He's just like, I I don't know. I don't think there was anything like necessarily special about it, but yeah, yeah, I think he did seem to have sort of like, um, I don't know, kind of like this, like sort of refined performance. It wasn't like too in your face. 
True. Yeah. You got to yeah. see some like really vintage Eddie Murphy material when he was dressing up as like the investor or whatever. Yeah. When he was mm. when he like put on the glasses and he was like, "He's mahogany." Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. It's classic Eddie Murphy fast talking. If you read the back of yeah. any like mid two thousands Eddie Murphy comedy DVD, it describes him as fast talking. <laughs> yeah. really? And then like yeah. whatever his job is, like fast talking attorney, yeah. fast talking real estate agent, like. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's cool. Um, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> you want me to say? I mean, I guess like he didn't have to like really, you know. Usually, we see him as the main character, so it seemed like yeah, this is like the first saying. time I've seen him as like a side character. So he didn't have to go through all that like, you know, this like super cheesy like yeah. emotional arc. Well, I feel like if, if these he was any more, if he was trying to overdo it, if he was stayed, the, whether he was trying to performance wise or the script was trying to make it like a more bombastic Eddie Murphy character, it wouldn't have worked. And I feel like his character fits in the tone uh, or tones of the movie. Um, yeah, I don't think, like, yeah. the uh, the writing really did him or any of the characters that much justice. But, like, like for, I, I don't know. I think, like, his, the, like as a character, his motivations were super strange that goes for like everyone in the film i think but we will i'm sure we'll get into that later but like um yeah yeah i mean i think as an actor he did he did a good job (laughs) he was my favorite part of the movie i think yeah and um i guess that takes us to might as well just take the next street over to uh, ben stiller himself and i kind of i i also like his character i mean uh you know i like that i i don't think it's unbelievable uh that he's playing a uh whatever you want to call it working stiff whatever the manager of this big tower i think it works and i also feel like i don't know i've heard some talk about it's kind of weird how he has innate abilities and you know he just starts smashing the car and that sort of thing and it's like I don't know. I think I think it's a, once again a case of uh, subtleness works, in my opinion. I don't know. Uh, were there any other thoughts about Ben Stiller's character? Yeah, I thought it was like um, I don't know. I think in the same way as Eddie Murphy, as you were just saying, like when you look at other movies that uh, feature their like too, they have like you know a pretty. Um, typical way that they go about their performances that are like it's you know they're kind of playing the same character in each movie just in a different like setting um but i think in this one for me and i haven't seen like every ben stiller movie but like um i think that like it stands out um as like a more like palatable role um, and I think that works well with, like, you know, I don't think, like, when we were watching it, we, had, like, had, I had questions, and I brought it up at the time, like, about, like, what tone is this movie going for at certain points? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, I think it, the way they wrote the characters and the way they were acted, like, fit what they were going for well. Yeah. And uh, it just, like, <laughs> meshed together well in that way yeah and i feel like the in terms of like i mean i understand and i agree that the tone 
feels like it's fumbling, especially in the beginning. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like the, uh, however you want to put it, more seriousness, more drawn out, I guess, would be the two descriptors I can think of, of both the beginning and the end work and service at the beginning and the end like i like that in the beginning you see ben stiller getting up early every day and always uh you know perfecting his what his work is going to be with for alan alda and um you see that he puts a lot of pride to his work and that again it's just a very much more serious start than you'd think of for a comedy movie and i think that if that sort of thing wasn't there in the beginning i wouldn't personally buy the ending where he's sacrificing you know, his freedom for his friends uh, to maintain the honor or whatever you want to call it of his job and so to speak. But yeah. um, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like if this started differently to maintain the tone of a comedy movie, um, as some might suggest, then it wouldn't, the ending would feel cheaper. Yeah, that totally makes sense. And like the ending does feel a little cheesy already. Like, yeah. Skipping, Personally, skipping I like that craziness, but yeah. I do yeah. too. You know, it's like we talked about, and we can get into the symbolic meanings. They like um, hide the Ferrari in that like Benjamin Franklin hundred dollar bill pool, which yeah. ties back to like the very beginning of the movie right. where Alan Alda's like, "Oh, and Ben Stiller, <laughs> shut the pool, will you? I hate to waste money." You and know, then you know, I kept he thinking that he says Ben Stiller. <laughs> I would just like to say I'm glad I'm glad we're using like the actors' names because I don't remember a single character's yeah, name no. in this movie. All I remember was that his name was Ben Stiller's name was Josh. That's Josh. the only character I remember. I didn't even know that. Well, here's what Damn. I'll say: the entire movie, I kept expecting the pool to come back because I'm like, there's no way that line isn't like some kind of reference to like look at. And my, what my thought was. I knew obviously that when they broke into the the, it wasn't the, middle, middle of the room, yeah. I knew the safe was going to be empty, or I thought maybe there wouldn't be a safe. I didn't. I didn't honestly remember that it was the car. I was thinking it had something to do with the pool, but yeah, I, I like that they did eventually tie in the pool, regardless. Yeah. Also, and I think it's funny. Yeah. I just want to say, not related to the movie, this is. It's like, I feel like in the earlier filmatic episodes especially the ones where you did by yourself Nabil, there was always like split into like sections and there was a certain cutoff point before we discussed spoilers but i feel like in the later ones especially the group ones it's just like everything's just said There's yeah. no, like... i think it's because when i did the solo ones there was much more of a plan you know yeah. like i'd write literally the sections and whatnot and i was trying to emulate other movie podcasts in terms of having a spoiler section and not I think we yeah. should just um, go through the movie, like, from its plot timeline. Yeah, we, we can just do that. Shut up, things, I Evan. Right. <laughs> that's, such a, right. that's, that's definitely the best way to do it. That's how we yeah. cover the most ground. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. the best way to do it? Sorry. No, but it's, like, a good way I'm to sorry. organize our I'm thoughts. I'm sorry. I was on the longest, uh, the longest episode of Filmatic ever. <laughs> Wasn't he? I was sitting there. Yeah, exactly. you, were, you were there. All right. How many of you guys were in the longest one guest diplomatic <laughs> episode, though? Me, me. <laughs> uh, oh, also, what are we, we going to do an episode without Nabil? 
What do you think? We... <laughs> You know how much I sacrificed? <laughs> yeah, that's good. You know how much I I'm so glad you set that up. That was perfect. <laughs> yeah, um, those plans, guys. Nabil and I talked about planned. that ahead of time. Yeah. Um so a couple things there before we can circle back and do Evan's idea because I feel like that'll work for this movie because it's shorter. I know we tried to do it for Spider-Man that felt more drawn out, but I agree it'll work for this. Um, so Justin mentioned the Shrek episode. Uh, there was an iconic iconic Shrek line, right? Shrek 2, during the night's sequence. What does Donkey say, Justin? During the night's sequence? Yes, <laughs> when he's getting attacked. Only to, only I could ask Justin the question. Tonight on nights, you're referring to. <laughs> yes, yes. They're all getting arrested. <laughs> yeah, dude, I do not remember. Okay. You know, police brutality, police brutality. Oh, God. Yeah, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah, oh. um, and then Eddie Murphy delivered that line in the same intonation <laughs> when he's actually undergoing police brutality in Yeah, true. <laughs> Uh, which is, this is more of a joke, but I think it's funny how it literally sounds exactly the same. Like, it's copy-paste. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Maybe it's because I've seen Shrek and Tower Heist so many times. <laughs> but, um, yeah, anyway. So, circling back. Yes, at the beginning, as I mentioned, we have uh, Ben Stiller as a working stiff. Alan Alda swimming in the pool, which comes back later. Um, I think this does give ground to discuss Alan Alda's character, at least in the beginning, which is... Uh, I feel like the the shift from kind-hearted old white man to uh, criminal, I feel like it works pretty well. And I like that Alan Alda delivers 100% of the way. And I think it could be argued that it's a little cheesy the way that he shifts from being so nice to being an asshole. But I think it also works and is uh, realistic. So I just wanted to say that. It definitely makes it feel like really like ominous and like it... So, yeah. to me like it when when they're showing like news footage and shit and then they're like doing like the the workers like all talking together like to me it didn't feel cheesy it like it made me really feel like um like yeah this guy's a fucking asshole and like because yeah. he's so he's so like smug and plays that mm-hmm. part of it yeah. so well <laughs> That like he knows he knows like the whole time that like he's gonna be fine. Yeah. When he asks like Ben Stiller for an apology and he's like, Maybe you can start with something simple. A doorman, for instance. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just absurd. Same. Yeah. Um so yeah, just again, covering ground. Um, we get he gets arrested. There is that sequence where Ben Stiller is running through the streets to catch up to the truck because he thinks that uh, Alan Alda's character is being kidnapped. Um, Not to catch you off again. That, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. That that too, like, that actually fooled me. Like, I didn't know where it was yeah. going. I thought, sure. that, I thought because they portrayed him so well that, like, it, that was what the movie was going to be about. Um mm-hmm. So I don't know if I'm stupid for thinking that, but that's like I thought no. they did that well. Yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's it. Uh, I feel like Ben Stiller. They got many, so many shots of Ben Stiller running fervently through the streets, and I want to point out that behind the scenes, it was not a double. It was in fact Ben Stiller running through the streets of actual New York, and that's another thing is that 
I learned from behind the scenes is a lot of this is filmed. Not all, almost all of it is practical on location besides the scene where they're dangling from the car. And even then they had a rig where it was a stunt car and they're actually acting in it being held above uh, like a green screen. Um, so I thought that was they cool. Weren't, they weren't actually at the top of the skyscraper. Was the hanging car out. legitimately hanging off the building? No, it was on like wires and stuff. Yeah. Wait. So it Spoilers. was hanging off the side of a building, though. No, it was inside a studio. Oh, okay. Yeah, but it was yeah. hanging off of something. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, there was. Right. Some... It wasn't a real yeah. Ferrari. It was like a right. replica. Iconically, in an interview, Eddie Murphy said that they still could have died if the car fell. <laughs> really? So, yeah. That's but, I mean, it's obviously like on a rig and shit. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, thought that was funny. All right. Anyway. Um, so we move on. That's the movie yeah. that Eddie Murphy risked his life for. His <laughs> tower heist. In fact, yes. Um, so, of course, they find all this shit out. Everyone's bummed. Uh, I believe... Uh, okay, so then we have the iconic scene of all of them going up to the penthouse when he's on house arrest. And they go in... What's going on here? Oh, also, Lester steps in front of a train. Sorry, that's the night before. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, also, yeah. the entire driving <laughs> plot of yeah, the movie. Yeah, I was like, why did they go to the penthouse? Because <laughs> Lester almost killed himself. Yeah, because um, he was, like, super happy, and then... He's like, I'm retiring, and then he couldn't retire because of this. Yeah, so, so... boom, just like that. Switch. Because... I don't. I mean, like you like briefly mentioned it, but just like explicate yeah. it. Please. The reason all of the employees are fucked, including Lester, is because Ben Stiller's character oh, personally true. asked Alan Alda to invest every single employee's pension in. I like that setup when when they're all the, together and he they're like. Ben Stiller's yeah. explaining the situation. He's like, so someone asked Mr. Shaw for a favor to invest all of our money, and they're like, who? And he's like. I did. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, but, I like that. Yeah. But it humanized him because he also had Alan Alda invest his own money. So yeah. he lost it too. But For sure. I do like that line about, like, uh, I forget her name, of course, but um, the, like, cleaning woman is specifically like, I didn't ask for my profits to be tripled or whatever. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, it's a good line yeah yeah and um after that Lester tries to kill himself luckily there was an off-duty cop there who, who uh, classic <laughs> plot <laughs> device <laughs> I kind of wish they showed that no do I no maybe not <laughs> no no because it works because it's suspense right you think he's fucking dead I remember yeah. we were all yeah. surprised when it happened though because yeah. like there was like no like I, I never got like any indication that he oh, would do something like that. Yeah, it was super bizarre <laughs> out of nowhere. I, I was like, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, how do you show that if he's happy, like he's gonna retire? And then I think he's... they like tried to play it off as like a joke because like right after, it's like he's actually alive. But I don't know. It, was like, it didn't really seem like they were trying to convince yeah, us that it was a joke. It, it, yeah. Lester was doing it as a joke. I think, it's, <laughs> I think it was definitely a dramatic mislead and not a yeah, joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so of course Ben Stiller and co are pissed off about this. So they storm up there to the, to the top of the tower and confront Alan Alda. 
Ben Stiller, which I think is a pretty funny scene. He smashes up the car, you know, Steve McQueen is my little bitch, like yeah. that, um, inverting the speech that Alan Alda gave to the FBI agent about the car. I like that a lot. Um, right, so he smashes it up. Of course, they get fired for it. And uh, that's when Ben Stiller has that idea to to take it all back because of the bar scene with the FBI agent, I should mention, uh, just to cover all the ground here. Um, I think it worked. The the whole I don't know. What do you what do you think of the FBI agent Ben Stiller romance? It was non-existent, really. It was like one scene. I, I think of, it was non-existent. Gave up on the plot. I think it was somewhat non-existent. Okay, one obviously heavily needed to happen for the plot so that he could learn certain details and whatever. But I mean, he also kind of used her as well, which is, I don't know. Um, I don't know if there's any other thoughts about that. Yeah, but... I thought it was kind of uh, misogynistic. When I, when I delve further into that? No. Mr. Buzzword? <laughs> um, no, that was a joke. Woman. So how do you actually feel about it? I'm so confused. Uh, <laughs> how... Uh, so, so I think that here's my commentary. What is it about that actress that makes Taylor. her look so familiar, yeah, but also so strange? <laughs> what is she in? What is this Jurassic woman? Park three? I haven't Fall seen with that. Dick and Jane with Jim Carrey. I haven't seen. Let's it. see what else. Uh, she was in um, Flirting with Disaster, another Ben Stiller classic. I'm gonna be honest, guys. I'm not a big Ben Stiller fan. Whoa, Whoa. you are not gonna like what's coming. <laughs> Right, Justin. I already mentioned it to him. <laughs> okay, he told him what it was. Right? Of course, yeah. I know. I'm and the bill keeps like, dropping hints like, them. "You're not gonna like what's coming." We already made a couple. Uh, we have plans for filmatic, but you are gonna stuff. like it. Stop. We're gonna be putting on a watch list, bro. It's good. And the bill just be like. Yes, I have plans for the future of Filmatic, but you are gonna like it. Um, what else is she in, Evan? Yeah, yeah I like Ben Stiller. Look, I said it. I think he's he's a pretty deadpan actor. What else is Tia Leone in? Look, you guys, you guys won't let me, you know, say my shtick about you're, you're trying to silence me. I get it. You want me to focus on Tia Leone? Wow. Okay, let's see. She was on Bad Boys. Okay, she was in Madam Secretary. Uh, English. Okay. Can you focus on movies I've personally seen, Evan? Please. Jurassic Park 3. Okay. She was right. in Tower <laughs> She's, like, She's apparently going to be in Jurassic World 3. 
because they're bringing oh, input. If you've ever right. had any association with the Jurassic New Park section series, of filmatic. Jurassic World Three <laughs> looks like shit. <laughs> it's yeah, it this summer and no looks one gives so a fuck. Bad. Literally, can it be worse shit. than Jurassic World Two? I think that, so. Yeah, that last one I was think a stinker. So. This one, one was... life finds a way, buddy. All right. Uh, <laughs> life with Jake Gyllenhaal and Idris Elba. <laughs> No. And it's not Reynolds, too. Yeah, he's in it. <laughs> I just want to say. Might I say. Sorry. <laughs> I just want to say, might I say. Alright. I just uh-huh. want to say, with Jurassic World 3, specifically, what it reminds me of is, like, the uh, the new, like, Harry Potter movies. With Fantastic like, Beasts. And, 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 and those come out, right? The Secrets of Dumbledore. Anyway, yeah, also, like, <laughs> magic is in all of the world now, and it's cooler because we can do should... more CGI in different places. Are you saying I'm... magic should only exist in Great Britain, or what? Mm-hmm. Did yeah. magic only exist in Great Britain in the books? No. I'm pretty sure it was a no. global thing. No, yeah, no, no. This was, the whole song. point of Goblet of Fire was that there were different schools and shit, oh, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, dude. That's not what I'm saying. Casey, that's not what I'm saying. I, I know you have brain fog from your fifth round of COVID, but... <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Alright, alright. Listen. For my friends and family out there listening, I have had Sorry. COVID twice. Alright. Twice. Twice. Um, not five times, but I do have irreparable brain damage <laughs> and i'm sorry for anything i say on this podcast maybe about a Reviews. little please bleep <laughs> thank you the additional work um any comments expressed by casey do not represent the views of filmatic okay, or yeah, that now makes it sound like I said something like horribly offensive. It's not. It's just a joke and poor taste about an event that happened. Just say joke and poor taste. Ten years so before Tower Heist came out. But now if you censor it, but it just sounds like he's adding on to it and making it even worse. No, okay. I my Dude, stop digging yourself. You're digging yourself deeper, bro. What happened in 2001? Oh my God. My I couldn't hear it because it was censored. Did this happen before or after you? <laughs> it happened almost, almost six months to the day after. <laughs> when is my? Yeah, yeah. When is your? <laughs> So you could say that it happened. Uh, <laughs> I can't do the math. Nice. <laughs> it is hiatus from Tower Heist. Can I just talk? Yes. I'm gonna have to put some time codes for the hiatus from Tower Heist. Just filmatic yeah. news section right now. Let me just say. I don't think it was intentional because he made a point of saying this isn't a bit. But before we were recording, Nabil was searching for a humming noise. 
And it was exactly like Ben Stiller searching for the buzzing noise when Michael Pena's phone was ringing. He like silent. He's like, who's buzzing? Who's buzzing? Who's buzzing? It's literally that's Holy exactly shit. what happened. Holy shit! That's exactly what happened. <laughs> that's so good. Great, great segue back into the movie. Um, after that long edited section, I literally have no idea what the fuck. Okay, um, we were talking about. Oh, the FBI agent. And she tells him to storm the castle. Literally. And he takes that advice, literally. And so he recruits the boys, the, the boys who've been fired, as well as Matthew Broderick, who I keep grouping in, but again, as pointed out, he's not working stiff. He's just a Wall Street guy who is down on his luck and going broke. Um, but yeah. He recruits from them. The tower. Yes. And he recruits them, and uh, they say they're in of course we find out that michael pena has been working at the, the bk oh no that was earlier my bad shake shack. shake shack yes you like working here and he's like i cry at night <laughs> yeah um but yeah so that happens and then they're like well we're not going to steal anything we're not thieves and he goes good thing i know one or something like that and introduce any character who we've seen uh, I think twice from the beginning of the movie when Ben Stiller's walking home from work. Uh, one time in an argument with his significant other and another time in an argument... Uh, no, getting arrested by the cops, of course. Police brutality, police brutality. He's used uh, three times. Okay. Oh, he the talks to him one time, right? Ben Stiller, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great, great portrayal. <laughs> so, yeah. So And then we find out he bails him out of jail, and in the car, uh, Eddie Murphy asks him why he bailed him out, and Ben Stiller explains that he knows him from kindergarten as well, as living next to him. It has and, one of my funniest lines, or one of my one of the lines I think is the funniest in that scene is when Eddie Murphy is asking him, he's trying to guess why Ben Stiller bailed him out, <laughs> and he asks if he wanted to stimulate his nutsack. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a, that is a that's Justin so Lyon. I think that's right. <laughs> <laughs> get it. Dude, um, get out of here. You didn't even have a buzzword in that sentence. You wanted to buzz your testicles, bro. Um, <laughs> Who's buzzing? <laughs> you sleeping on buzz? Good. Good. Buzz? Uh, When's that coming out? Sorry. Sorry. Is that called Buzz? It's called Buzz. <laughs> buzz. I feel like that is... <laughs> buzz. That is by Summer far the worst title. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Woody. Woody. Buzz's girlfriend. Woof. <laughs> So, <laughs> how about that, I like... Mr. Potato Head? Gender Dude, Evan, oh, I'm sorry. Evan so has buzz. said like he said like four different unrelated buzz jokes. <laughs> he just keeps saying like buzz quotes. Oh man. Uh, so, I I liked the joke where Eddie Murphy was talking about him being uh, an asthmatic in his kindergarten class. Thought it was funny. Um, yeah, I like that. Of course, he tells Eddie Murphy that they're stealing twenty million, and he says, "Let's go get some lunch." Cut to the mall, 
we get one of the best scenes in the movie, which is, uh, as we parodied in the beginning of the podcast, the everyone steals $30 worth of apparel from the mall. $50. Oh, sorry, $50. Important for the best joke in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's one of the best, I'd say. And, I, 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 again, as Justin brought up earlier, um, not on the podcast, I think, but... I like. I just like the little bits of Matthew Broderick being a bitch, <laughs> where it's just like, can, I'm gonna go with you, Josh. And he's like, no, you're not going with Josh. <laughs> I don't know. I like. I like the entire character of Matthew Broderick. I feel like it works well. Um, and then so they go to steal the uh, apparel. Of course, the woman's panties, the earrings, the help me shoes. out shoes. And that's it. And then the scented candle. No, no, no. Matthew Broderick has something. He gets like a he gets like a coat or a sweater. Or shirt, a, yeah, shirt. Shirt. Oh, he yeah. takes the the tag yeah. off of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's I think it was a hoodie with some kind of pop culture How imagery did on get it. Get that tag out of it. He just like cut it out perfectly. No, it's like it's a, a little rip. Yeah, it had oh. a hole in it. Okay. <laughs> This is yeah, but it was like important. no. When he showed it, I thought it was like a perfect like rectangle. This is so crucial. Yeah. <laughs> is it? So yeah, dude, we, it's a big plot hole, man. You know, they come back and they find out Eddie Murphy tells them that he stole all their all, all their wallets. Never trust a thief. Yeah, just the cash from the wallets. Correct. So we uh, we cut to the next scene, which is one of. In my opinion, one of the more iconic scenes, such as the bobby pin scene. Then again, neither Casey or Evan remembered it, so is it iconic? <laughs> uh, the bobby pin scene on the roof. Uh, also, once again, I feel like nowadays, that's an easy green screen scene, but as I learned in the behind the scenes, that was on a roof in New York. Just little things like wow. that I like. I like about movies, you know, just being on location. Being um, shot in real life. I do. I mean, and now it's it's crazy that now that's an achievement. <laughs> I feel like, um, but yeah. Anyway, as as Evan pointed out earlier in the No Way Home still that he found of that guy in New York, right, Evan? Oh yeah. What what was it? Was that is so that's a Flash Thompson in Spider Man No Way Home. Yeah, I know him as Zero in Grand Budapest Hotel. <laughs> yeah, there's just a scene where he's standing on a street in New York, and it's very, very obviously like the fucking blue screen. Yeah, yeah it looks so funny, man. And there's just like no one on that. the street. Yeah, it's like a meme now. Yeah, like so... the, like everything looks like out of proportion. There's this car that's like kind of squished up, like it's on the sidewalk in the background. Yeah, but, like no one in the city. It's empty. Yeah, <laughs> hence why I, I just I haven't such an appreciation when I watch these older movies and things are just normal. I don't know. I, don't know. I think it's so weird. We're calling that. We're calling these older movies now. This is like over yeah. ten years old. Jesus, <laughs> it's messed up, man. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, I also like. There's one scene after this. Another good piece of comedy. I feel like when they're uh, scoping out the tower from the restaurant across the tower. And Casey Affleck gets a call from his wife. <laughs> He's like telling his wife exactly what they're doing and where they are. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like again, once again, I feel like all the main stars in this are just really all have really funny parts. Except for like, uh, Ben Stiller. I disagree. <laughs> nah, nah. A wood plank. <laughs> what do you think the funniest Ben Stiller scene is? <sighs> That's a tough one. Probably the smashing the car scene. What? That's mine. Yeah. I don't know. Do you have any preference? 
I do like you mentioned this the one line he says in the elevator about his balls. <laughs> yeah. It's just good delivery. Yeah, yeah. When he's like, well, what's balls. with you and balls, Justin? They're hilarious. That's the trailer. That's the. I'm writing that down. I'm yeah, that's that the down. promo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think. So, yeah, please. I think it's probably twelve dollar candle. I think it's pretty fucking. That is funny. a good one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I feel like Ben Stiller's comedy in this movie is more more script based almost i don't know i feel like but also at the same time uh that's what makes characters so great as casey was talking about earlier is it's not so overtly ben stiller movie it's he's playing a role and i feel like he fits the role well so that's a let's talk about that so i guess um if we're going to continue with the plot we move on and uh they figure out they have to crack the safe so they recruit the maid from the tower Specifically, and... there was the funny scene where Eddie Murphy show, like tells them he doesn't know how to crack a safe because he never actually enters apartments. He steals stuff <laughs> right. from balconies. He's a cat burglar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and someone asks, like, what, do you, what does he steal? Potted plants. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was a good, that was a good one. Yeah. Um, so they bring her in, and it's during this uh, part of the movie where Eddie Murphy also we find out later, is learning how to crack the safe himself so that he can uh, betray the gang later. Yeah, I, kinda, I wish they would have hinted towards that, because, like, yeah, once, he I agree. Had, once he did turn on them, I was kind of, like, disappointed, honestly. Because I was, like... <laughs> but it's I, more was, I, I guess it's more this... surprising, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it, like, wasn't, like, a rewarding surprise, in my opinion. Like, I, I would have much rather had him, like, go along with them and kind of cooperate and see how they work together, because I feel like we didn't really get too much of that beforehand i you know like, i feel like i was talking about this with you earlier about like the lack of like the kind of planning portion of their heist right and i was saying that i feel like the intention not saying that i think it's the best way to go about it but it seems like the intention was rather in most heist movies you see the planning and then it becomes executed and things go wrong the people who made this movie decided to cut the planning so that there's more surprise when things go wrong because you don't literally you literally don't know what's happening because you didn't see the plan but then it's not a surprise really because you didn't not expect it yeah Yeah, so it's like an anti-surprise i do i do think in one scenario that it worked really well is that they said we go in with Snoopy and yeah. we had no idea what that yeah. meant. Let's talk about yeah, we true. go in with Snoopy, one of the best jokes in the movie. <laughs> that actually <laughs> might be the best yes. joke in the movie. Right, so we, um, they, they say, some, some things are going awry with the plan because of Eddie Murphy's character betraying yeah. them. So, they go... And Casey Affleck having abandoned them. Right, also Turning true. against them, really. Okay, I want to talk about that after this. So, um... They're like, what do we do, Josh? And he's like, we stick to the plan. Go on with Snoopy. <laughs> Cut to the uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade, which, by the way, I feel like was a was a good backdrop for the movie. I liked it. Also, they constructed a whole parade to shoot the movie for. Like, they actually did a whole parade on a whole yeah. block in New York yeah. again, which is great shit. And um, anyway, yeah, so they go on with Snoopy, and then you see the parade go by, and Snoopy, and then you see the three people, three guards from the tower who are watching the door. 
<laughs> go out on the street and go, oh, hey, Snoop. <laughs> yeah. no, definitely, like, funniest, like, stupid part of the movie, oh, in my gosh. opinion. Like, I feel like it had to have been intentional. I don't know. I think so, too. But oh, it's just like, yeah. I, and I think that's good. It's just, like, we're so ridiculous. They're like... <laughs> We know that all three of these guards love Snoopy Balloon so know they're gonna be leaving them, yeah. much that they will yeah. leave their ship. Yeah, that's, that's how icon in the parade that they want to see most. Yeah. I mean, it is like the most iconic float in the Macy's Day fucking yeah, Macy's sorry, Thanksgiving Day parade. Greg Heffley, familiar? Famous I'm sorry, no, no, yeah, Greg Heffley was in the movie, wasn't he? Also, Kanye, Kanye West is in the movie. So quick, and then you, you blink and you miss it. I didn't see it, dude. I saw I it. Did miss it. it was right after the Snoopy, I... which is why you missed it. No, like, I was looking at Snoopy. I was Snoopy. too distracted. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they do the Snoopy joke and then they uh, walk in and then it cuts. <laughs> and as they're walking in, you just hear from the lady in the back go, and there's Kanye West. And then in the corner of the frame of the shot of the parade, Kanye's like waving on a float. So they, Is it um, actually him? Yes, 100%. They yeah. got him... What? Why they got him for a fake for a, for a fake, fake parade? parade. <laughs> we didn't even see. The point. We it. Is he credited on Wikipedia? Is is there a Kanye filmography insert for oh, Tower Heist? <laughs> you mean like is he in the credits? Is he credited? This is a live in, investigative reporting. Anywhere in this universe, <laughs> anywhere that we can tangibly see it, is he credited for his presence in Tower Heist? I got you, bro. I got you. Don't worry. I'm on it. Kanye Is West videography really on Wikipedia, <laughs> and we go down, we go down to 2011, and we see that this is his music video, so we're going to exit that article. Control-F. Okay, J on IMDb. Alright, here we go. Kanye Going West for... did perform at the 2010 Macy's Day Thanksgiving parade. Oh. The maybe legit they... one. <clears throat> maybe they used a clip for that part. That's Possibly. true. That's true, they probably combined clips with uh, their fake parade. That would um, probably make the most sense. Okay, here we go. Was that really Kanye West? Yeah, Posted nine years ago. Oh, okay, yeah, it doesn't not help. I'm looking at that same um, article. He is, they thank him on the credits for Tower Heist on IMDb. He, he's in the thanks oh. section. Yeah, special thanks is Kanye West. I, I saw it. It looked like him, or I guess a really good impersonator. I don't know. I Donald thought Trump was also Kanye on that same East. list. It was Kanye East, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. All right. <laughs> uh, so they went in with Snoopy. Dude, oh, wait, look at this yeah. thank you list is fucking awkward, dude. You got Roman Polanski, Polanski, Donald yeah. Trump. <laughs> yeah, no, I should mention NBA also, <laughs> also in uh, one of the Brett Radner interviews, he mentions that Rowan Polanski is his biggest hero and that he flew to Switzerland and showed Tower Heist to Rowan Polanski, who gave him tons of notes. And the interviewer asked him, <laughs> yeah, sure the interviewer asked him what kind of notes did Rowan Polanski give you? And he's like, just a lot of great notes, just, just like music notes and narrative notes. <laughs> it was just hilarious. I had nothing to do with the movie. It was lifestyle tips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so wait, one thing I wanted to talk about that happened before the Snoopy scene when, as Justin mentioned, Casey Affleck uh, defects back to the tower side as he gets Josh's Josh, Josh's job. And uh, he's giving a speech 
<laughs> mm. um, right before the beginning oh, of the yeah, day so of the, in the garage for the Macy's Day Parade, which was a hilarious speech because he mentions that. And I like his, of course, his delivery is great because he's reading it very like, like he almost can't read. And he's <laughs> like, some of you may know me as the reason Paul McCartney <laughs> refuses to stay here. I may have misinterpreted the word wanker. <laughs> and um, something else I learned from the behind the scenes and gag reel is that there was a, that's a completely different take. It seems like they did like three takes for that. Um, three different versions of that speech. All of which are very funny. I recommend checking it out. But um, yeah, so I wanted to mention that. And once again, just coming back to it, like Casey Affleck, again, hit the nail on this. All this stuff is funny. When he uh, tells Josh that he got the job, you get the code blue-black joke, which was one of the funniest jokes, I feel like. I feel like Um, something we didn't... uh, Are we going to talk about the Casey Affleck painting? Do you want to since you brought it up? I mean, I don't want to talk about it. Like, I don't, I don't know enough details. But I'm just saying, they really outdid themselves with this movie. They like, they were really thinking ahead. They're just like, <laughs> but that's yeah. All. I mean, what? I guess just uh, there are a lot of problematic people in this movie. Mm-hmm. Brett Ratner directed it, accused on I think six counts of sexual assault. Um, course we have casey affleck as you mentioned who i think is too wait what did casey affleck do sexually assault uh, allegedly sexually assaulted two women um and then you have matthew broderick who uh, killed oh. a few people with his car just kind of yeah um insert Retiria car joke yeah Ooh. Um, Jurassic Park. Is it a, car, a car driving into a tower. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> that was shoehorned. Alright. No, it happens in the movie. They drive a car into the tower. They kind of like fling it into the tower. You want to talk about that? Matthew sequence? Broderick does it also. If we're still talking about. True. If we're still talking about. Uh, allegations, though. Okay, yeah, let's finish that up. Can I just say, <laughs> one of the most absurd allegations against Brett Ratner is Brendan Fraser apparently claiming that Brett Ratner tricked him into posing for photographs that he then sold in a book without telling or asking <laughs> Brendan Fraser. Did not hear about that. <laughs> it's crazy. Really? He, yeah, yeah, he made, like, this book of, like, wacky photos of, like, I guess mostly, like, celebrities and, like, Brent Ratner's actors. book of wacky photos. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. It's called Hillhaven Lodge, the photo booth pictures. And apparently he, like, got Brendan Fraser to pose, took pictures, and then secretly published them like, in a book without telling him. pictures? I don't know. I haven't read no, the book. I, like, I haven't read the book. Booth. I think it's just like a photo booth at like where probably wherever he lives or something. Mm. And, like, guess go. Yeah, no, I, I did the unfortunate it. thing of reading into some of the Brett Ratner uh, specific allegations after we watched the movie, and that is that's some fucked up, gross shit, bro. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. Um, 
Very, and only uh, stuff Casey would talk about and then have censored in the podcast. Uh, and... <laughs> but I do... No, no just whatever I'm going to say. I was going to say something, but... No, you can talk, yeah. Okay, I can talk. <laughs> no, you can talk. <laughs> so, free speech here. We, um, I just wanted to say that, like... I don't know. I mean, I think we all are kind of of the opinion that you can, like, recognize those things and still, like, appreciate. Separate art from the artist. Yeah. yeah. And, um, uh, you know, um, I think it is difficult sometimes, but um, I, I don't know for everyone. But I think sometimes, like, depending on the different situations. Uh, but I think, like, in something, especially like a movie, like, you think about, like, the other people who put work into this and, like, yeah. appreciating their work and different things. So I just wanted to say that, like... Um, and then you consider that Britt Ratner, I'd say, one of the worst objective things, in my opinion. Like, it's not objective if it's my opinion. But uh, <laughs> one of the worst parts of the movie, seeing it now as a more mature person, in terms of movie making and stuff like that, is Britt Ratner just directed it so blandly, for the most part. So mm-hmm. it's like, it's like he didn't even leave enough of an impact for me to consider that he directed the movie. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I don't... More than more or less, especially now that I know yeah. that there are different screenwriters and that the they based a lot of it on this original story from two thousand five. So you know what I mean? It's yeah. As Definitely. far as his touch on it, beyond being buddies with Trump, you know, like you know, mm-hmm. kind of separate in my own head. Yeah. Um. But yeah. That's what I want to say about that. Uh, I guess Ezra we, Miller. Yeah. Um, should we update uh, them on Ezra Miller? <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. It, you mentioned it in the slap and other news. Someone it listens to the podcast. Like, yeah. True. It just seems like if if you're on an island and you see Ezra Miller, stay away. <laughs> what At this point, it's like first Iceland, now Hawaii. <laughs> something and this is something about separating art from the artist is like oh gosh gosh, (laughs) unironically it is so unexpected from like his character in like anything i've seen him in versus his like apparent behavior in reality it's crazy yeah the flash yeah Uh, um... non-binary representation we need in in the world i think uh, yeah, they're, they're doing us us good. As far as like, I don't know if I want to delve into the actual allegations beyond Ezra Miller is a fucking freak. And, yeah, uh, threatens people's lives apparently now. <laughs> um, That's what's but, uh, exactly yeah. what Justin's saying. Where it's like with a situation like that, it's it's weird how like on one hand it's fucked. But like it sounds so absurd. Yeah, that it's like, like comical. Like the one that was like Ezra Miller broke into someone's apartment and threatened their slut wife. Like, yeah, he's like told told their told him that he would bury his slut wife. Um, or just the video of them like choking somebody and like slamming them to the ground. Yeah. Oh, you want to fight? You want to fight? Which at the time, because of that, we were like. Yeah. What do we, we say? We had like a whole like argument that like it seemed like he was 
joking. Even the girl was like that. in on the joke, yeah, yeah, exactly. and we couldn't tell because the the footage is so blurry and like the person is laughing. <laughs> right. That we couldn't tell what after, was going on. Yeah. After, after this, this, yeah. this, it's kind of hard to defend them. Yeah. Like, like, no one goes back and thinks we're defending. <laughs> well, we didn't know that they were. Yeah, of course. We we literally thought it was like a bit. There, in yeah. The video. <laughs> Apparently they were really upset specifically because someone was singing a song at a karaoke from, bar, which is so absurd. Singing, yeah, no, yeah. they were singing one of the songs from um, "A Star Is Born," and that really Can't blame them. No, I'm just kidding. That's a terrible joke. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, it was the, like the best song from the movie. I'm just okay, I haven't seen the movie, so. Um, but yeah, terrible, terrible stuff. As far as like movie news, news for that goes, I do want to mention as we wrap that up that warner brothers met like today or yesterday and are as per insider sources going to pause any future um projects with him post the flash people are speculating well it's kind of a weird timing that at the same time this is all going on they delayed the flash by a year um not that they could even do anything about it right because he's in the movie as two versions of himself so i don't know if they would be able to recast him at this point but Mm -hmm. um Anyway, but no one's gonna go see it. That's a good point. You That's know, Fanatic will cover it though. We will be having. <laughs> we are obligated. We'll be doing the hard work. All right. Is there gonna be a Justice's Gray Flash? The Flash's Red version. <laughs> <laughs> no. The Flash. I mean, I guess we could... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Put me a sensor I'll bleep that. that yeah. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see once the movie, once the Flash movie is coming out, then like if those allegations and like reports resurface and like you know, right? Or if there are criminal charges pressed against him or yeah, whatnot. No, going around. I mean, he could be in jail by they could be in jail by, by, by then. You never know. Yeah, he might strike out again. Yeah, I mean, out against society. <laughs> Ansel Elgort just waited like a year and a half and then was in a Steven Spielberg musical. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, like, true. Ansel so Elgort easy for had allegations. You don't know yeah. about that? Nah. Ansel Dude, Elgort. Seems like, I didn't know about sus. Casey Affleck. I, I'd forgotten it's about like the Matthew Broderick. fucking Logic everyone. <laughs> this is serious. No, that's fucked up. But, uh, yeah. It's not that serious. It's Tower no, Ace. Fucked... <laughs> yeah, tower... let's jump back into Tower We're Heist. About tower Heist. <laughs> <laughs> let's jump back into Tower Heist. And, um, yeah, so we talked about Casey Affleck. We talked about Snoopy. I guess the actual heist is the biggest thing that remains. Um, I thought it was entertaining. I'm just going to say it. I thought it was entertaining. It wasn't anything special. It wasn't great. It wasn't Ocean's Eleven. But I wasn't expecting that. I didn't get it. I got exactly what I was expecting um, in terms of my... I guess my, I'm in a different position where it's my memory when I'm remembering what I saw. But, yeah. But um, it was still entertaining. I really didn't... wasn't sure if it was going to hold up, but it did. I like the car stuff. It doesn't look bad. Whenever the car is making movements, I was like, oh man, is the CGI going to look bad when it flips up to the thing? And in my opinion, it didn't look bad. When they're hanging from it, it doesn't look bad. When it's in the elevator, I thought that was entertaining. I thought it looked good. Yeah. I want to hear your thoughts about that. Uh, having never seen Ocean's Eleven, um, I think it's really interesting. Because I understand why that like I'm familiar with it. And I'm familiar with like the, the spinoffs and the sequels. But 
I I don't know if I've re- – what are other heist movies that I may have seen? I just don't know if I have anything to compare it to. But There's I under- a lot of good, like, older ones. But, yeah. I don't know. Um, I guess, like, from our time, probably Ocean's Eleven is the biggest one. Yeah. Maybe Baby Driver. That's kind of uh, a heist babe, movie. Yeah. That counts, I would say. Drive. Um, I think that uh, – I guess you Wrath of Man. I no. want to see that. Um, I think that like it served what the uh, like the movie was trying. I don't know. I just feel like I don't have like I said. I'm just trying to say I don't have anything to compare it to, and like what a like you know really good like well planned out heist and a and a serious heist movie should be. But like, um, I think that like it just fit the movie very well. It kept it like uh, suspenseful while being like funny as fuck and entertaining, like and just like ridiculous at points. Obviously, like the uh, the car in the elevator and shit. But like, I think that leads to just like funny moments that you wouldn't see in any other movie. That makes this one special, right? And with the cast of people who are. Uh, despite their allegations, iconic and throughout the movie proof that they were funny for the most part. So, yeah, yeah I think like you know the, the high scene, especially once like they find out that the money itself is actually in the gold of the you know Ferrari. Um, I think we all kind of noticed when we were watching it that there was like definitely a shift, a shift in tone towards a more like kind of absurd and like. I guess more of, like, the absurd stuff that you'd expect from, like, a comedy movie. I think yeah. that's where, like, its, like, strongest moments were. But, it, like, you know, that's definitely where the spectacle of the movie was. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I kind of agree with you, Nabil. I think the shots of it in the elevator and, like, some of the shots of it from, like, this hanging off the side of the building did look pretty cool. I think it, um, I really like the, uh, like, the the setup they had which had the the car kind of hanging down like that it was it was fun it was right. creative um i think like as for like uh, you know being a fun heist in general i think like it could have been better i think it wasn't like the stakes were pretty low although i will say i totally was expecting matthew broderick so he, yeah he like he's, would die. Yeah, he's like on the lower floor where the the ferrari is going down to because they're lowering it down the side of the building to go into another room his old project like slips out and he's like hanging off the, the ferrari and i was like totally expecting it to like just have this like crazy like just like I don't know, like just shift in and just have them fall off or something. I was kind of expecting that. And I think it would have been kind of funny if they did that. I won't. I won't lie. I like Matthew Broderick, but... but I think you'd have a serious tone problem if Matthew Broderick fell to the ground and died, though. Not if you know they I mean? made it funny. <laughs> I don't think it would. I still don't think it would fit, even if also, they tried to make it. Given them the away, movies. it would have given them away. 
That oh, yeah. Because <laughs> our big red Ferrari down on the side of the building isn't giving anything away. What? He would have fallen like Snoopy. Yes, he would have fallen, at... <laughs> he would have fallen into I... Snoopy balloon. The, the logic That's how could have of made Snoopy is non existent. There's like. I don't think it's not existent. Justin, you're I... onto something there. Holy shit, he falls into the Snoopy balloon. Saves his and he's, life. He's like, safe, yeah. <laughs> But I still feel like I, that even then we'd be shitting on exactly that would fit the tone. No, I know that there's nah, arguments about the clashing tones of the movie and that there isn't a tone and whatnot. Personally, I believe there is a tone to the movie, at least at that point, you could argue. And I feel like if he died or fell into the snippy balloon, he would not have fit the tone in the movie. Is it absurd that he reaches across and grabs it as a middle-aged fat, or not, I don't know, not a very fit man? Yes, it's absurd. But it also fits the arc of him being a little bitch and conquering his fears or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, sure, I don't okay. know. Yeah. Great, great, great character arc. Dude, Ben, ben Stiller literally <laughs> says when he's about to destroy the Ferrari, uh, when, you know, he's up in Aldo's face, he's all like... Tone? What tone? Who gives a shit about tone? Oh, yeah. I swear to God, that was like a self-referential line <laughs> to the movie itself. <laughs> Mr. What does he say? Oh, that's a good line. Fuck, he says like Mr. Tone or something. <laughs> I want to know what he says, dude. Something. Tone. Justin's on it. Um, I'm on it. Yeah, so, well, he checks that. I mean... Um, as well as, I mean, the rest of the heist, I liked when they were all, of course, in the, in the hallway with the, the golden carpet and all that shit, it looked very nice next to the, in contrast of the red car, and the old lady comes out, of course, and she doesn't, you know, um, I thought that was fine, mm-hmm. I don't know, um, I agree with Evan, though, Evan mentioned this, uh, Justin, I'll get to you in a second, <laughs> you know what, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was they made it so say, intrusive like, the raising hand thing his face is going up and down the fucking he says um he's like Alan Alda's like I've, and this is actually the moment that Alan Alda goes from being like the nice old guy that we see to being like the asshole like Jeff Bezos type <laughs> and he's like Bensler comes in all up in his face and he's like he's like I've always tried to extend you a certain courtesy, Josh, but this tone you're using. And that's when Ben Stiller's like, tone? What tone? Who gives a shit about my tone? What are you, some kind of tone master? Tone master, yes. It's yeah. a funny Ben Stiller scene. I feel like. uh, that, that is. It is. Might be. We're talking about Ben saying it like, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Smashing the car. Tone can't master. Go wrong. Tone master. What are you, some kind of tone master? That's <laughs> yeah. so good. Um. Yeah, no, I, don't, I forgot what I was talking about, but, uh, okay, yeah, Evan, uh, we talked about this post-movie, but, um, you were talking about how you wish there was more scenes of them rolling it through hallways past people and yeah. through the lobby yeah, and stuff. I think, yeah. like, my favorite shot of the movie is, like, when somehow they get it out of the elevator shaft, it's just this shot of them, all four of the guys, Eddie Murphy, Casey Affleck, Matthew Broderick, and, uh, Ben Stiller. They're just in the hallway of this apartment complex, this luxury apartment complex with this car that can barely fit in the hallway. And I was like, totally expecting them to have to kind of roll it through the halls. And at that point, I like suspended my my you know disbelief enough to 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 accept that if it were to happen. But unfortunately, it it took kind of a different turn. I forget what happens. I think they just put kind of the elevator. elevator. 
Oh, I thought that was after it comes out of the elevator. No, it's once they put it in the elevator, we don't see it again. Oh, yeah, um, because you're, you're you're led to believe right. it's in the truck, and then you're right. I'm yeah. thinking, um, and it's never explained yeah. how the fuck they got it, it off of on top of the elevator, elevator into the into pool the on the roof. Yeah, what the heck? I forgot about that. Another magic. thing that's like, I guess we can get to that because you're still going through the plot. Yeah, so, this um, yeah, they're in the hallway, like... and they put on the elevator, and of course, that's when Mr. Shaw and uh, the, the FBI agents get on the elevator, and I think it's the first time I've called him Mr. Shaw instead of Alan Alda. <laughs> I didn't know it sounded <laughs> off, I was like, who? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, they get in the thing, as they're on the elevator, very tension-filled moment, uh, and they go up to the penthouse, and it, it, I like how the car, like, fucking goes in the the fender of the car goes into the top of the elevator shaft um sure. that was cool and uh then i think ben stiller is like we need the truck cut to uh lester jumping into a truck that we think has the car in it and being chased by the fbi of course he gets stopped also almost kills multiple people and then he jokes about his own suicide attempt True. Yeah, yeah i think that was more of just like a legal maneuver right oh yeah but yeah sure. yeah like Mental, hilarious yeah. ridiculous joke oh yeah definitely in the movie <laughs> He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I just stole a truck and tried to kill myself. <laughs> <sighs> That's good. Um, not good. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, okay, so then we cut to all the members of the heist being arrested one by one. Um, yeah, somehow they knew everyone who was involved. Yeah, it didn't cameras, explain it. All cameras. it was true, fair. They fair. had masks on. No, they not the whole didn't. time. Only when they went into his room and you they covered what? up the cameras. Why would they make a point of covering up cameras in Alan Alda's room <laughs> if there like weren't cameras in the hallway? Well, My point is like also the... gonna notice more flaws. <laughs> We're gonna be here for um, three hours, bro. <laughs> Sure. Um, I, mean, I guess it would have to be cameras, but where you think were the cameras located in the tower? His whole no, his whole character is that he knows everything about the hotel. Like that's the point is that he literally knows everyone's routine. They, he, they, there's like a whole scene where he says that he's like, mm-hmm. I know everything. He would know where the cameras would be. He would know to like cover them up. He knew to cover the ones up in Alan Alda's bedroom. It's like he must have uh, known. Oh wait, no, boss, the FBI. The FBI. Yeah, the FBI lady knows that it's him. Yeah, but how did she know every single... She knew the Jamaican lady who cracked the safe was in on it. She knew the guy the FBI agent saw her. The FBI agent saw her when he was giving her cake, but she was giving him cake. True. True. Oh, true. And, true. and their boss saw Eddie Murphy. Their boss saw Eddie Murphy when he was pretending to be the bank manager. He's been locked in a closet no. ever since he met Eddie Murphy. Okay, obviously yeah, he got he, out. No, 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 It's a very specific <laughs> joke in the movie that they show each person yes. getting arrested and they cut back to the closet and he's still in there and he never gets <laughs> out in the movie. I think the time he starves to death. No, actually, no, no, no. I think. He, he never. He, they do like him like screaming in the closet. He dies in the closet. <laughs> well, here's the thing, Eddie Murphy when he first locks him in the closet, blares music from a construction yes. speaker, 
Yes. And then that's in Mr. Fitzhugh's Matthew Broderick's old apartment, right? And that's the same place where they fuck with the car and swing it into the window. And when they're oh, yeah. doing that, you don't hear you, <laughs> you don't, don't hear the music, music blasting. <laughs> yeah. But then later, you hear the music blasting again. Mm. So that's a little bit of a genuine inconsistency. But what I will say IMDb is IMDb whatever they're called, I forget. Spoofs, spoofs. Yeah. If it was not for cameras, just because this guy saw Eddie Murphy, just because fingerprints, he saw the Jamaican. Li- Mm, that's a good point. But they were wearing gloves. They many, made a point of wearing gloves, weren't at they? At this point, it's just pure speculation. You know what I mean? And I think that the point of the movie... Okay. Could there have been... Is that uh, so much of it wasn't actually shown on screen? Yes. It's <laughs> <laughs> like everything about how they got the heist... How they got them to, like, fake a judge's appointment on Thanksgiving Day to get Alan Alda out of the house, like, wasn't explained. He just says, yeah, it worked. It worked! It's like, that's the biggest problem with the movie for me, I think. There's moments like that, So much of it is just completely unexplained. Right, and if you're viewing it as, like, heist, 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 then yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. I, yeah, I can see that. But, I mean, it does lead to a cool scene without getting arrested one by one. I mean... I think that's a great know, scene. You know, it doesn't... Uh, correct me wrong, Eddie Murphy, like, tries to run off after he gets... Uh, no, that was one Michael of the Pena, tra- I Okay, think. is it? Yeah. Um, I liked Michael Pena in this movie, by the way. I want to say. I think this is yeah, one of his first Michael roles. Pena. Hmm? He hasn't changed a bit in, like, the character he plays. Yeah, that's I like fair. him, but he's just the same. That's fair. Which is like a classic. The, yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so they're all getting arrested, and then uh, cut to Ben Stiller in the. Uh... Well, okay. First, when they arrest Ben Stiller, he has a little bit more time with because the FBI agent lady is arresting him. He of course makes the joke about the dates, and um... not a joke. Oh yeah, it was <laughs> not like, a joke. The whole point is that she's like, "So what? You were just using me?" And he's like. Nah, I made reservations at, like, six different restaurants or something like that. Yeah. So then he gets that's... brought in. Yeah, sorry. What were you going to say? I was just going to say that's, like, the official closure on their relationship in the movie. Because beforehand, True. we thought it's a will-they-won't-they they interfering. I also like the joke where he says, I separate my criminal life from my social <laughs> life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when when this is I, I like that scene. Wait, we didn't mention that scene where she shows up at his house mm-hmm. and um, they're all like scrambling to hide, which I thought was funny. I, I don't know. I like the way they all were physically <laughs> playing off that comedy. And then yeah. she, he, she leaves and they're like, you're banging the FBI lady. And like you said, he says that uh, I keep my criminal life and my personal life separate, yeah. uh, which is good. Um, and I like uh, that just to say that I like all their chemistry together as a team. And uh, yeah. Anyway, jumping back ahead, Ben Stiller is brought in to the uh, police station, I guess. Like the interrogation uh, room. Yeah, the FBI, yeah. Not the police. Correct. So yeah, just like a white room. And of course, we have the, uh, the girl who works at the tower who's been studying for the bar. She finally passed the bar. And she's... Sure. Uh, Gonna represent yeah, I like that part. Represent yeah, represent these people. And um, they make a deal that he'll let all of them go except for Ben Stiller. And he gets, I think, two years in prison. And um, yeah, cut to 
well, he also doesn't refuses to tell them where the car is, and they're like, we're going to find it, right? Cut to Alan Alda and Ben Stiller going to prison, and then we find out that it's in the pool, and then each, all these different uh, workers at the, from the tower get a little piece of the car, gold piece <laughs> of the is, car. We, uh, I, I just realized we've never Which said in this podcast that the car is gold. No, Evan mentioned it earlier. Okay. The car yeah. is made of solid gold. Okay. Yeah. That's where yeah, it's it's like, it is. It's like up in Allen Alda's apartment. I like this set yeah. for his apartment. I will say, like, it's, it was a memorable set. I like that nice. big wall kind of dividing, like, the uh, the two yeah. halves of the room. There's kind of, like, the business side and, like, the leisure side with the car and stuff. And, like, you know, the money right in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. I, I I didn't try to make it sound like it was like meaningful. It really wasn't. I kind of just like the uh, like the production design of that 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 room. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off, though. Nobody all you were saying. Um, each worker gets. Oh yeah, each worker gets a piece of the uh, the gold gold piece of the car, which I like that. I like that little montage. You see Casey Affleck's baby being born. I thought it was. Uh, what about Justin? I see you. I see you making up. Cheesy. It's I, see, so I like. I like cheesy. Ridiculous. I don't know. Maybe I just like cheesy. I don't okay, know. it's kind of like funny and like cool that they each get a golden piece of the car, but like, what? What? Oh, here the we go. What are they gonna do with it? Yeah. What, are you oh, no, no, no. <laughs> what is this man <laughs> going to do yeah, why don't with they a, just... golden, a golden, a golden? Oh god, Casey's gonna uh, like, jump into this. Uh, I can see. He's gonna what? He's gonna fence it. You think this like Vietnamese guy doesn't speak a word of English? He's gonna fence his like, like, golden like. I don't even know what fence means. No, yeah, they should. Mister, so use honestly non-words guy. Ironically, it's just now what is... incriminating everyone because yeah, he's just they're gonna like go and sell this to the pawn shop. Like, oh yeah. I have the fucking hubcap for this '50s Ferrari made of solid gold. What is this worth? A couple, a couple of thousand bucks. Yeah. Definitely has fingerprints on it. <laughs> He's just gonna what? Go to the pawn shop or the cash for gold store and then get everyone's fair share of money. No, they're gonna immediately go to prison. I guess it's supposed to be like symbolic. More uh, like different parts worth thank different you, things. Nibio. Like, thank you. Well, it's about, about the weight. It's, it's the weight of the symbol, gold, right? It's like no, it's not a dumb symbol. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a dumb <laughs> symbol. All right. Listen, all right. <laughs> Literally, like. <laughs> so, all right. Here we go. We're That's talking like about the whole Robin Hood thing here. The uh, mm-hmm. if we're talking about it from a perspective of like he is like giving the wealth back to like the common people, um, I think it is effective. Um, it's not, it wouldn't, it okay. If the scene was each person gets a check with fucking like ten thousand right, dollars, like, yeah, like who cares? Who gives a shit? Like, and it doesn't match the tone of the... You just watched a fucking car (laughs) being pushed through... A Ferrari being pushed through a fucking hotel. I don't care! And up and down an elevator shaft and into a pool. Like, you want big money bags with the S on it, bro? Exactly. (laughs) So, like, the idea of, like, literal, like, pieces of this, this symbol of, like, this guy's wealth 
being given back to people redistributed okay. is right. cool. Converted me. I like it now. I like it's it. It's cool. Now. Let's go. I think <laughs> it was done poorly though. I don't know. Nah. Okay, how would you do it? That's not how I would have to rewrite the whole entire movie. Honestly. How would you? Oh, how would you, so you have, have to the exact change same movie. the movie <laughs> from what it is? <laughs> I just don't think though. Like I think it was honestly just all the themes were just like really poorly and like cheaply conveyed <laughs> i disagree i feel like i think <laughs> i like so the relationship that had like with his you know with all his employees but in the end of it i just kind of felt like it was just Listen. like a white knight kind of story where he's like, I'm saving the day for all my all my poor friends. But he's the one that <laughs> gets wrong with that. He's the one that sacrifices. It, it doesn't mean like, yeah. I just mean in the sense that it's his fault and he pays for it, pays which for can't it. be said for like uh, the fucking, uh, wow, his name, Mr. Shaw, at the beginning <laughs> of the movie, but like both of them end up paying for their things in different ways. And then it's like the lower class working people and they like show like, like Casey Affleck with his baby and like the, the different people involved in the heist. Do they show like each other person? They don't show like Eddie Murphy. They, um, they no, don't show Matthew Broderick. Jail. We don't. They, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Everyone goes on his girlfriend with Maria. It's like one part of the movie. They're like that. That doesn't really line it's weird, up like, with my social missing, But here. I don't mind because, like you said, okay, I feel like. Come on. Okay. Okay. I mind as as an Eddie oh. as an Eddie Murphy fan. I mind. Oh, oh you know what I'm <laughs> saying to you. Why don't you mind? Can we, I literally oh, no. do not know what you're saying. <laughs> do I need to say it? Another good little Matthew Do I need to give you another bleep? Do I need to give you another bleep? What? No. You're being kind of... How does... Here. Alright. I was like, am I the only one who's relieved Eddie Murphy's no longer on screen? <laughs> so what? There are colored people in the... In the... In the All right. Tower... Like, uh, one, uh, one, minute, <laughs> one minute, 30 seconds. One minute. Let me just there's say... A, a, yeah. The bobby pin scene, Eddie Murphy gives him all the bobby pin, and as he's locking the door, he's like... I'm gonna be inside having sex with Rita. And he closes the door, and Matthew Broderick, right before it cuts, he just goes, Who's Rita? Who's Rita? And then it just cuts away. It's just also, classic. Matthew Broderick has like two separate moments in this movie where he funny. delivers lines to say, I think it's funny, and um, <laughs> delivers, delivers the lines the same way as his character. One is like, What does he say? You brought a what to the Justin? You quoted oh, this true. before. That is actually uh, my favorite line in the movie. We didn't even I, I talk about, about it. I think... Yeah. No, I know. This is definitively the funniest line in the movie. It's, <sighs> it's when Eddie Murphy... Or somebody's referring to the truck out front. Eddie Murphy Eddie says Murphy that he left then, the right? keys on the, keys the dash. under the sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're like, you left the keys in the car, in the truck? And he's like, well, it's a stolen truck. And Matthew Bradge goes... You brought a stolen, stolen truck, truck. <laughs> to a robbery? Yeah. It's just so good. Mm, very good. Um, Evan be like, I don't think that was funny. I don't think that was <laughs> a stolen it's truck like... on the street in New York. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it was, you know. <laughs> um, 
No, but uh, I like yeah. the ending. I'm a sucker for for cheesiness and over symbolic and kind of the way the case described it. And I like it. And I agree that as this movie can be done a, a better way. And I like that you you said it that way. Is like you'd have to change the whole movie. So I agree with that. Um, yes. <laughs> Were you gonna say something? Oh, me? Sorry. Me? No, I, uh, someone Evan. laughed. I don't know. Evan. I couldn't tell because Evan, Evan, Evan's laugh. camera was like it was. Was. It was. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. All right, Evan. Um, do your do your. Uh, I don't know. It doesn't grumpy matter. Grumpy old like, man yells at the I, sky I feel like about capitalism. That's like, <laughs> that's like right. the position I play on like every filmatic uh, episode of oh, mine. I feel like I'm always the guy. <laughs> Because I'm the only one who ever says, like, negative things about the movie. But maybe at the same time, maybe I'm only saying negative things. And, you know, I will say, as stupid and dumb and forgettable and just brainless as Tower Heist was, I will say, it, you know, it was it was kind of fun watching it with some friends, you know. Um... <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it's like totally devoid of any entertainment quality. I think uh, it's fun to laugh at, not really because it's like making you laugh, but rather that it's just like trying really hard. <laughs> um, I don't know if you if you like Ben Stiller and Eddie Murphy. Um, I, I guess I don't know too much about them, like, to really say. I have seen Eddie Murphy and, like, a few other things. Like, Meet Dave, you know, Meet Dave, as I've said. That's pretty great. Maybe not the best Eddie Murphy <laughs> I remember getting really sick as a kid, and I was, like, laying in my parents' bed. Because, you know, when you're sick, and, and do your parents ever, like, you know, when you're sick, you go in your parents' yeah. bed for some reason? Yeah. I don't know why. But maybe it's because they had the TV in there, and they felt bad. You know, I was, um, you know, in, like, a day cool days or something watching meet dave or maybe it was like maybe i got like a tooth pulled or something i don't know i was just really <laughs> tired half asleep watching meet dave. that was like a surreal ass experience the norbit Evan? <laughs> no i've seen like Dr. obviously like, clips from it you know what about daddy daycare day daycare day day is also day not great i don't remember it is a like, classic I know I had it. I um, will say I, I don't know if you guys know. Imagine that. That is oh, such a good Eddie Murphy. Is that like movie. A, it is so I good. Think I remember. It's I like early two thousands when he first starts playing like the dad in movies. You know, he's got like a daughter, but he's like too busy for her because he's a fast talking investor. <laughs> and then, uh, um, you know, speaking of talking, um, a thousand words with Eddie Murphy. He has like true. That a was an interesting. Words one. He can say. Yeah, you know, he's got to choose him wisely. He's got to choose his words wisely. Yeah. He's, he's only literally too lives. fast talking for his own good. <laughs> he ran out of words. No, it's a movie where he uh, he ta- he talked too fast, so now he was given a curse where if he says a thousand words, he dies. Okay, so he has to like, conserve his words. Everybody loves Parfait. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. No, literally, it's got um, Cliff Curtis in it as like a. Self-help guru. Who is that? <laughs> oh yeah, what do you mean? What do you mean? Who is Cliff Curtis? You guys ever seen Ten Thousand BC? Oh god, no. I've seen the poster. You have it. to live in Ten Thousand uh, BC and Cliff Curtis. That's a good one to do. Oh, I know. Um, Thank you. 
I know him. Cliff Yeah, Curtis. of course, he was Tick Tick. Sounds like a fucking <laughs> caveman name to me. Cliff yes, Curtis. Yes, it's from fucking Shaw. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay, the point is, Eddie Murphy has been in some great movies. I don't remember why we were talking about it. Me, me, me and Dave. No, me Dave is not one of them. Me and Dave. <laughs> you and Dave. Debris. Me Dave. Yeah, I just kind of trailed off on, like, you know. I guess I was, what I was getting at is Tower Heist, you know, from my picky-ass perspective, it's a bad movie. But it's kind of fun. It has It has some benefit to it. And for that, I'd give it, like, a three out of ten, maybe a four. You know, honestly, I'd say after this, after this, I might bump it up to a four out of ten. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all jokes aside, I respect your opinion, Evan, and I feel like it's just a with this kind of movie, it comes down to a uh, not obviously a thing of preference, but more like what are you seeking out of this movie? You know what yeah. I mean? And I feel like from what I was seeking out and for expectations that I set, um, I got I think, what I came for. Yeah, yeah, at this point, if you're like going out of your way to watch Tower Heist, you probably know yeah. what you're, you're exactly. You probably have the expectation that you're. If you've you're watched an down. hour and forty minute long podcast about the movie, and you haven't, you don't exist. You, God, what would you uh, guys rate it? I want to hear, hear like if you got a, if you guys have like a number or just yeah, I might give it like a. I told you already, Evan. I think I give it like a five point five. I was gonna say five point five. That. Five, five, you know, five yeah. six on a really good day. Yeah. I feel like it's a little did. bit better than average. You guys all spoke pretty positively a bit. Yeah, I mean, why, it's in a weird like a five. Like, why not like higher? Because because when I, I when I do break it down and examine it. I'm more on your side of things, but I don't want to. I feel like I want to. Um, <laughs> true, true. Honestly, I don't want to. You know what? Fuck this. I'm, I'm ending the pot. No. Um. What I'll say is the reason I gave it that score is because I did done. watching it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just kidding. kidding. Just no, no. Continue. Continue. <laughs> Seriously, I'm, I'm literally just kidding. Please. <laughs> Jesus. Sorry. Okay. No, no. Dude, so are we done? Is that, is that a bit? Or, is that a bit? Or are we actually done? Who's buzzing? I'm kind of hungry. Who's, who's buzzing? <laughs> Alright, go ahead. Sorry. I enjoyed it enough where I'm like, I had a good time watching it, but as a movie, I can't really give it that high of a score <laughs> because. Yeah. And consistently, with I would like to feel the way I've been talking about it the entire episode is that so much of the story is just like it's like absent. You know, they don't yeah. show like so much stuff happening. That's I do agree, Evan. Thing. I wish. I feel like yeah. I just feel like it was written really like sloppily. I feel like you can tell it like it maybe like they weren't really thinking about the full picture as they were writing certain parts maybe a lot of it got changed because they were making it but like the end product it just seems like there's like way too many missing pieces for it to be like like a truly coherent story in my mind that's fair i just wish it had more hijinks with the car 
Yeah, yeah. I think it, it could have almost... honestly it could have yeah. been more creative. Like like having the car on the side of the building is like, you know, it is a spectacle in itself, but I feel like you gotta like throw in some crazier elements than just like the classic uh matthew broderick am i gonna fall uh, no the stuff like inside the car <laughs> i think was like they were doing shit like that like that's that. true like in- going inside the elevator, like that before yeah i guess it was fun i see what you're saying though i feel like this could benefit from it, it almost seems like crazier. it was something they tried to it cut it been... down or like whether that is in writing or well, otherwise. You know, I read that this was basically, I think Brett Ratner himself said that the theatrical cut is my director's cut. <laughs> it basically, I like, not much got cut out. There wasn't, like... Well, I'm not talking about Brett Ratner, uh, so I should specify. I feel like they could have written more if that if that was the script that we what we saw was the yeah, original that's true, script that's true i'm forgetting um, that he didn't actually have anything to do with writing yeah <laughs> did, yeah he didn't actually have anything to do with the movie <laughs> he just sat behind he was the, just there like, to yeah, sexually to talk to trump women yeah. <laughs> leone just like <clears throat> okay the only yeah, woman yeah, in um, on it, but i'm gonna cut that one off <laughs> <laughs> um but no, I mean I agree. That's that's definitely why I give it a five or six. Is it's, I feel like it's better than average. Uh, I don't. I recognize all the flaws, but I feel like, again, taking it as it is, it's a very entertaining. It's a entertaining movie for me, and I feel like it's going to be lodged in in my head's catalog of movies to someday. I'm sure I, I'm sure I'll rewatch it, and I'm sure I'm going to talk about it again. I feel like that doesn't necessarily. I guess that's more of like a personal sort of sort of take on it, but you know, I don't know. Casey, rating? Yeah, um, five point five for same reasons. Uh, pretty much, I think like I don't know. My rating scale for movies tends to be a little all over the place, but yeah, I think yeah, typically I would say that I rate things um, up to like a eight on like an enjoyment level and then i'd say like or maybe like seven and then above that it's like as an actual film like what is it's like you know what sets it apart and that's why it's like not like crazy high for me yeah Yeah. and it's not that like because it's like enjoyable but you know i do think about like for like other comedies i think there are other comedies that like uh, right. kind of have the same level of like filmmaking that like isn't like particularly outstanding but yes. they are like better written or like there are certain better performances in them that I'd probably give like a 7 um, yeah. but yeah. I think um, yeah I don't know Keep, uh, I got pop star never stop never stopping on the mind I guess <laughs> I'm just like that's true. Yeah, I feel that's like that like, has kind of a similar quality to it. But for me, I think the filmmaking in that movie is actually brilliant. Yeah, I think Pop Star more. Pop Star is easily an, an eight out of ten. I feel like I think yeah, it might be higher <laughs> for me. A Pop Star discussion, yeah. I, mean, like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know how it's like... directly related, but I. <laughs> I mean, you brought it up, so we can talk about it. Yeah. I mean, um, it reminds me a lot of like. Actually, I don't know. I don't know. Just like, yeah, just like a mid two thousands or like early two thousands ten fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Like it really yeah. has that kind of. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. Mm-hmm. 
I think it's the plot. The plot is yeah. like on on uh, famously in my term on paper the uh, the pop star plot. I feel like is very loose and not necessarily like the best. But what makes pop star so great is the actual comedy mm-hmm. in the songs and in the scenarios that the plot finds itself uh, getting into, even if it doesn't necessarily yeah. make sense. You know, I will yeah. say like having not spoken to you guys about pop star. Like, I haven't seen the movie in a while, and I do enjoy, like, the, the song sequences, but I also, I feel like most of the comedy I got out of it was actually from, like, the, the scenes in between. Yeah. Like, I think, uh-huh. um... The, the bees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get the flamethrower! Or, like, when they're going, um... To, like, the refrigerator sponsorship with, um, what's her name... <laughs> Maya Rudolph. Oh, Sarah yeah, Silver. Maya Rudolph, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, and dude, what's um, what's the what's the the other guy's name? Um, Tim Meadows. No, the guy who like Seal. Chris Red. Michael Bolton. Hunter. It's, it's like Hunter <laughs> or something. Hunter the Hungry. Yeah. Hunter the Hungry. Hunter Chris Red. Yeah. 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 But that's that's so that's so fun. That's that's with Hunter the Hunger. It's so funny. Maybe dude. I did. Or I just, <laughs> yeah. Nah, maybe I did. Nah, I didn't. Or maybe I or did. did. Nah, nah. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like somehow. God, I feel like pop star is just up there with the the modern comedy. <laughs> rates. Yeah, yeah. You know, it literally is one of my favorite comedy movies of all time. I will <laughs> like... be watching it on my birthday night. I we can <laughs> nice. we can get on the Discord if you're if you're Ooh. down. I mean, Nabil and I watched it pretty recently. I wouldn't. Uh, we also listen to it. As if, yeah. I, yeah, I say that as if we don't listen to the entire yeah. soundtrack in completion multiple times in a single. Like, like you wouldn't want to watch days. it again. Like I feel like yeah, no, I could literally. watch that movie forever. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's just. It's. It has to be like the best mockumentary, right? Like definitely. It just has to be. Um, Force of the Penguins. Oscar ever... two. Filmatic podcast. Wait, really not a sequel, like, uh... but like the sequel to the filmatic <laughs> podcast. Episode. Just do another podcast on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> be funny. I was gonna make that joke earlier about because Nabil said, "I'm sure I'm gonna revisit yes. Tower Heist and talk about it." And I was oh, gonna no. say like make another episode on Tower Heist. <laughs> meant in real life. <laughs> yeah, I know. That'd be you, funny though. Or maybe I. You know what I'm excited to see. Um, I kind of actually want to go see it tomorrow night. Morbius? Um, <laughs> nah, 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 not, not Morbius. Um, I, already, I already saw that, obviously. Are we doing, right? a, are we doing a Morbius? Everyone in the world stuff? already saw Morbius. You know, the $230 trillion dollar box office, dude. Um, nah, the one I'm talking about is um, Everything, yeah, Everywhere. Yeah. All I want to see that. Yeah. Daniel Kwan and Daniel Shiner. Try to go see it. It comes it's out on anywhere Friday. near us. No, it's coming, out, it's coming out on Friday, uh, nationwide. Really? It should be in for you this weekend. Oh, I didn't so, see that. Oh, okay. I think, I think I might go see that. I kind of want to go see it tomorrow night, honestly, because yeah. I hear that is like super good. It's like, you know, it's 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 taking kind of. Uh, that that the big multiverse trend that's in you know right Marvel, now, Marvel, yeah. fucking Space Jam, the new legacy. But I hear you know this one 
is supposedly one of the the you know the ones that do it right and it's it's i hear it's like you know super creative and goes to a bunch of different places as uh, looks like it has some some really good performances in it and some interesting uh some interesting elements for yeah, sure yeah i definitely want to see that when i'd uh listen yeah, to a I, podcast I, we do. I've been, you know i haven't even watched the trailer i really don't know what to expect but mm. i've only heard good things trailer's so good the trailer's good well, dude me neither. I mean, Swiss Army Man is yeah. so boss. I'm only, I'm sure he can only improve his work. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. Um, there's also the Northmen coming out. Yes, later. we True. need to see that, bro. The Thanks, Lighthouse, bro. after the Lighthouse. Wait, yeah. uh, dude, yeah. like, new, lighthouse new Robert Eggers? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. 22nd. Yeah, the Lighthouse. Have you, it's the new Robert Eggers movie. Have you seen it? Dude, it's so crazy. I, I totally remember that scene, like, watching The Lighthouse in the yeah. theaters. The and I went to see it a long time. That was yeah, like, one of the first Yeah, that was probably the third episode or something like that. Third or fourth episode. And um, what I love about that, and I'm, I probably told this story before, but I just love that I went in knowing literally nothing beyond that Willem Dafoe and uh, Robert Pattinson were in this. I didn't know the premise. I didn't know the aspect ratio was going to be different or the, <laughs> be black and white. Or I didn't know shit. And I don't think anyone else in our theater did either, which is full of fucking like old farts. Some of them, yeah, like, they, they I think a few people walked out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, God, that was such an immersive experience. And uh, I know The Northman is not a, a movie necessarily like that, but I'm hoping we can reach the uh, yeah it looks like it's um he's kind of taking a different route it's gonna it's more be, of a thriller yeah you know i think it's gonna have more like i think it, i think this one's gonna be more accessible because it looks like it's following kind of more traditional filmmaking techniques and and from what the trailer yeah. at least show has showed me i think the stories from what it yeah. sounds like to me it's gonna be more of like a you know the kind of like journey type like Plot that we're we're also used to in you know, most of the movies that but also seen. probably interjecting with sequences that Robert it Eggers still has looks proved, like it has so. a, a really like interesting artistic style to it. Um, yeah, exactly. I love his like associations with like mythology and just there's like so much there's always like so much like of a collective knowledge of just so many different things that kind of source into his movies. There's you know, he, get, he gathers information and um, he writes his movies. Like, you know, it's it's almost just like opening up like a, an old book and <laughs> just you're really getting like yeah. a, a true passionate like look into the past. That's how I see his movies, you know. Yeah. Very like specific tones and like feelings and kind of vibes that he goes for but he always seems to do it like just the way you would want it to be yeah that scene of robert pattinson beating that bird over that well it's just <laughs> you know that was yeah, a man. real seagull that he killed on screen of course he's notorious that. for killing birds i, I watched a movie that recently <laughs> that is that true a... No, no. <laughs> that's his allegation. I watched a movie recently that did have a live bird death in it, and really? it was it's called Pink Flamingos Avengers. by John Waters. Um, he's like um, 
pretty notable uh, LGBT like gay director, and this is one of his earlier films about this. Um, it's like about this uh, drag star named Divine, who is like supposedly the filthiest lady in her town, and these other two, you know, bastards are trying to like outfilth her, and they like. Yeah, it's it's kind of just like a trash film, but like I don't I don't even know how to explain it without like being able to go super in depth. But it's yeah. like it's it's like if you were to be able to master the 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 art of trash and like make something beautiful out of like everything that is disgusting and wrong in our society and our culture, everything that we deem like kind of like taboo. It's it's just like a culmination of that, and I, it's it's pretty brilliant. I think uh, sort of like Casey, Joker. I think you'd like it a lot. Yeah, I'd totally I'll watch it, it with out. you. Yeah, be cool. Yeah, that was my little rant on. Uh, there was some actual bird killing Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, I totally forgot. Yeah, so there's like a sex scene because like it's it's essentially like porno at certain parts. Um, <laughs> Just and, throw that in there. Essentially, yeah, like, oh. yeah, like literally a chicken, um, a, a chicken, like is kind of being tossed in the middle of this like sexual act, and it, like, it literally died apparently while they were shooting it, and you could see it like kind of bleeding on them and stuff, and like the actors kind of thrashing it around. Yeah, it's pretty like sick. <laughs> I'm making like, I guess I'm kind of making like a bad argument for going to see this movie, but like. <laughs> Just in space. <laughs> it's sort of like it, I don't know. There's sort of a. It's I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't know. This is just a tangent. <laughs> Go see Pink Flamingos, I guess, or don't if you don't like. Oh. Animal not cruelty. to egg you, not to egg you on a. I don't like tangent. animal cruelty. <laughs> I do not support animal cruelty. Not to egg you on a weirder tangent, but there was a film that I saw you reviewed on Letterboxd that I thought this is what you were talking about. I think you said that Bo uh, recommended it to you or something. Was it, It's about car crash porn? Oh, crash. Yeah, that's... um. Can you give David, a, since we're just talking about random shit, can you just give a little... David Cronenberg uh, yeah. is the director. He's um, a notable like horror right. and thriller director. He made The Fly. Um, mm-hmm. He made uh, Crash, Scanners, The Brood. Um, all that, like, usually involves some sort of body horror, um, in Crash, it's about, like, these, this car crash victim who joins a kind of, it's, like, kind of like a, a, a group of car crash victims who, like, you know, fuck and, like, push themselves to the limits with their cars and shit, and it's, like, some weird, like, kind of masochistic and, like, sexual, uh, psychosexual kind of story about about God knows what, honestly. I don't know. It's, I, I... That's fair. I have to definitely watch it again to be able to, like, really yeah. say what it's going for but I i'd love to go I down that path do. and just watch a movie that is like very intense like yeah that. that's Talk like, about it if you that's probably the most like sexually explicit movie i've seen like where it's just mostly just 
What about Timmy Sex. Granger likes it rough? <laughs> well, that's just straight porn, you know. <laughs> You've described porn. <laughs> We're now just breaching into Justin. Don't make that face. You know, Dude, Timmy Granger likes. We can believe this, but Justin, we were never on mind. The threshold, but now we've crossed it. You know, we're now we're at the the holy grail of porn, which is Kimmy Granger likes it rough. Which I'm sure any guy who listens to this video, I'm sure he's seen that, or at least like heard of it. You know, through hearsay. You know, through the boys like nudging you. Uh, you know, hey, <laughs> check this one out. The last three minutes, Justin has been silent <laughs> with the same stone cold face. Yeah, Justin, any thoughts well, about I any thought of this? Kimmy Granger would bring it out of you or something. <laughs> I've never seen that video. You've I've never seen Jimmy Granger like I've heard her That's name kind of... in certain circles. Bro, I think God. this one. It has 120 <laughs> million views. It has 120 million views. <laughs> Dude, Sorry. Get, on the, get on the train, bro. Right, let me look at that real quick. <laughs> well, that's a different video. You, it's it's going to be like 30 minutes of your time, bro. Anyway. <laughs> I'm still... Don't worry, most of this will be cut, so you're good. Just... No, I'm not. <laughs> Genuinely, I've never seen it. I couldn't take Kimmy Granger out of a lineup. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's a shame we can't lose him. I don't know. Leave it. Well, I'm gonna say it's is. What the people Maybe are just the last for. name or the first name? I don't know. <laughs> she's a <laughs> She's not like an yeah, amateur porn star. It's not like talking about this. So we have to censor her name. All right. Well, that way I have to. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Let wait, me just wait. Say. What did you say? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Send me the mega. Hey, oh. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. Unironically, I was looking at the Crash Wikipedia page. Dude, I'm genuinely, why do you watch these movies? They don't sound entertaining. They just sound I, like honestly, I, I, gave, I gave Crash a 7. I thought it was, you know, thought it was mediocre, not that great. I don't think you can give shit a 7 on Letterboxd, I should Oh, well, it was a three, okay, in that case, it was a three and a half star, you know? There we go. Um, Thank you. What would you give Tower Heist on Letterboxd, by the way? Just wondering for the conversion. Um, well, if it was a, it would be a one and a half star, or maybe a two star. Damn. (laughs) Damn, bro. Is that a five? That's fair, honestly. I thought it would be lower for you, honestly. But my Letterboxd thing is, so many people have different, like, scalings with that, it just confuses me, including myself, so. Yeah, mine is, you know, it's, it's... I don't put too much thought into it except for my five stars. Five yeah. star has to be like it doesn't necessarily have to even be like a perfect movie. It just has to be something that like when I watch it, it can like really just suck me yeah. in and like give I really me feel some like, insane. Yeah. I yeah, think like a five star definitely like blends obvious like technical prowess. I think that's a big one in terms of yeah, objectivity. Definitely. But, like, obviously, number one is, like, personal. Like, fucking preference, of course. Um, what's one five-star movie that you've given? Uh, one five-star rating you've given? Mm, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <laughs> nice. My favorite horror movie. 
Synecdoche, New York, bro. I need to rewatch that. Great movie. I would almost give Adaptation a five star. I think I also gave Adaptation a five star. Charlie Kaufman. And being John Malkovich. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I watched all of Charlie Kaufman's movies. Uh, I, I don't know if you've the seen one. the newest one. Um, thinking uh, of ending things. Yeah. Really good. I keep starting it, and I like. It's kind of. I don't know. I mean, a lot of his movies are you kind of gonna, like, Synecdoche, New like... York. I don't know. Synecdoche, yeah, New York. That one's tough. I dude. can't <laughs> bring myself to watch that again. It was, and it's it was fucking great, and like it's literally one of my favorite movies ever. And I don't I know watched how it I can. Probably like fifteen years old, and I just like. Yeah, I don't know. you should definitely. Like, what the hell am I watching? <laughs> I watched it and just like stopped for like an hour um, last year. It was great. Anybody uh, who wants to watch a very depressing movie, um, but that is like pretty pretty beautiful. Also, Dude, I'll, always give, I'll always give Koyana Scotty. is a five star, no doubt. I haven't seen it. Every time I watch, I watch it, it. It's Justin, you have a five star movie. You have a five star movie. Important here's a who. Two thousand eight. Yeah. Mm. That one is a. That's a classic. Not a five star. That's a joke. The reason I brought it up, I've just been thinking about it for like the past hour. Ever since <laughs> Evan was talking about when he was sick in his parents' bed watching <laughs> Dave. Dave. That's the movie I saw sick in my parents' bed was Horn Hears a Who. Ah, dude. nice. Specifically, I just remember the scene where Horton is being chased by like an army of monkeys, yes. and they have the big buff monkey who like uses his armpits to machine gun bananas yeah, by like I squeezing that. it out nah. of the field. Oh my god. Anyway, I have to rewatch that, bro. Okay. That's obviously not five. If I had to give a five star, Doctor Strange Love, that's another five star. Dare I, yeah. dare I unironically say pop star? Mm. I don't know. I would respect the I, shit out of that. I would, I would respect <laughs> the show out of that also. It's a 4.5 for me. Yeah, same. I know Evan disagrees with this, but I'm going to say Swiss Army Man is a 5. You know, I actually haven't seen I all of it. I seen parts of it. I need to rewatch it. I when I first saw it, I gave Nightcrawler a 5 out of 5. Nightcrawler is great. I, I do need to rewatch it. It's been years. That one was great, though. Um... Nice guys, dude. Nice guys is so reliable. You can always enjoy yes. watching nice, nice guys. Nice guys is awesome. Nice guys is that the one with uh, Ryan Gosling? Oh my god, it's like It's okay. Mad Max Fury Road. Sorry, dude. That's all that, that'll always be like my favorite action movie. I think. <laughs> Anybody seen The Departed? Oh yeah, that's, that, that's probably a five star. I feel like that's a five star. Yeah, really interesting Great movie. My uh, top dude, five: Martin Scorsese. I think. I have a bunch. I'm looking at my list right now. Like, if you, if you want, I can just read them all. <laughs> I mean, are there a lot? <laughs> no, not too many. Uh, fine, go ahead. At this point. Right, okay, okay. So we got we got Psycho by Hitchcock. You know, okay. Barry Lyndon, Stanley Kubrick. Um, I put The Social Network as a five star. I guess. I mean, shit. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I like that movie a lot. That's a fun movie. Pretty gripping. Uh. There will be blood. Mm. Oh, yeah. That one's pretty, uh, pretty great. I agree with Magnolia, that. Magnolia, also by Paul Thomas Anderson. 
that's a very that's an underrated one. I feel like not many people see that out of his filmography, but that's I think that's my favorite. Um, this one's probably more of a nostalgia pick, but I, I gave Super Bad a five star. Apparently, <laughs> um, I don't know if I would still give it that, but I mean that that one was you know that one it is was and is still pretty classic comedy. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Uh, Monsters Inc. Florida Project. Or a project. Dude, I just uh, watched Monsters Inc. last night. That's a great one. <laughs> no, seriously, it like. Yeah, I, lo- I love Monsters yeah, Inc. Dude. Definitely my favorite Pixar, I'd say. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's insane. Like, watching it back, it just holds up so well. Put the thing back where it came from. So healthy. Jurassic Park. Are we going to end this soon? I don't mean to interrupt. Yeah. I got a piss yeah. real bad. Yeah. Do what Evan did. Everybody out there. Do what Evan did at twelve fifty eight a.m. Yeah, I said, "Be on me pissing," and then I, <laughs> yeah. I and then off my I want to go pee. Well, I don't want to leave for close to. All right, if you can hold it, let's wrap this up. I don't know why I'm reading up. But okay, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got there. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed. Yeah, so that, those were some yeah, of my fun. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed give it. You a taste little taste of things to come i'd say some of these um, dedicated viewers can you do a calculation and tell us what percent of this podcast was actually about tower heist all right <laughs> i feel uh, like that's we, the magic we, of filmatic what really what more do we need i like that tone what more is there to Tower Heist. Tony, if you haven't Tony, seen it. Tony? Yeah, true. Tony? Tony Takatani. If you haven't watched Tower Heist, you're saying, and have you, still watched two hours of a filmatic <laughs> podcast about Tower Heist. Yeah, only of which 75% was about Tower Heist. Then I recommend watching, watching Tower, Tower Heist. Heist. <laughs> <laughs> um... If you think this podcast should be put to an, uh, you know, a yeah. rough stop, and, and, and yeah, no, seriously, if you think that we should stop making this podcast, please let comment down below, <laughs> and I'll throw in the suicide. Comments flooding in, dude. Oh my god, we <laughs> go viral. <laughs> number four trending on YouTube. Realistic, because I made a number four. Um, I recommend. Do you, okay, each and every one of you. Do you recommend Tower Heist? Yeah, sure. I recommend it. Mm, it depends. Would okay, I recommend it to someone to watch by themselves? Nah, I don't think so. Fair. Okay, so you're saying watch it with a friend? You know what? I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say flat out no. I, I would right. recommend. I respect it the conviction. I watched and, it by myself. True. So we can so like, audio technically. My audio was working, so I wasn't in the call with you guys. I just watched it by myself, and then we talked about it after. Fair. All right. Well, there you go. We've talked about Tower Heist. Um, There's going to be tons of uh, filmatic to come. We're going to be talking about the French Dispatch. We're going to be hopefully talking about uh, everything everywhere all at once. And the Northmen. We're going to be talking about Morbius. 
<laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. But um, we'll, we'll see. It's going to be a Wild West episode. When it comes out on Disney+, Plus, we will be talking about more <laughs> Disney+, Plus, Jesus. <laughs> I'm down um, to watch uh, Italian subtitles hard-coded cam of Morbius. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll and... be talking about Kimmy Granger likes it rough. <laughs> In depth. We're doing a shot analysis. <laughs> <laughs> of the opening scene in which Chad White is approached by Kimmy Granger who asks Chad White. Chad's okay, you know his name is home. Chad White. That's kind of <laughs> sus. Because I did not know his name was Chad White. <laughs> Um, Why do they know this like one specific video? It has one. It's like it is like million views. Because you look up most viewed videos, and it's always number one. Unironically, Kim Kardashian. All stupid jokes about this aside, Justin is unironically the first person I've heard of to not know about this video. I know! I really yeah, brought, like, unironic. I brought it up because I thought, like, in reference to you getting that joke, because I thought it would bring you out of, like, the... Justin's the porn the guy. He knows all of it. It only has 120 million. It's not even in the top. There are three above it. What are What's above it, Justin? <laughs> Playing a game with my hot stepsister, no. Anastasia Knight, horny guy fucked his stepmom, and Kim Kardashian sex tape with Ray J part one. Okay. Then it's Kimmy Granger likes it rough. Who, then Kim Kardashian Times of two. Who's featured in the other two the other two videos? I told you, Anastasia Knight. And then the second one is apparently someone Mandy Flores. I don't even know either of those people now. I feel like a fool. Well, the first one's Alex Adams. I know what I'm doing after this podcast is over. And I'm not now. God damn. We should just Uh. start a porn podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Porn Maddie. I really hope that the cameras aren't on for that one. Porn Addict. Porn Porn. (laughs) Addict. Holy shit, I'm gonna piss myself. I just felt this come out. <laughs> so, so that's I'm looking at yo, we had our first piss on Filmatic. <laughs> Is this a live piss? Can you show us? Actually that's not true, bro. During the four hour strike episode, things had to be done. Mm. Um so Yeah. That was the joke. Um, <laughs> on that note, please. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay, so uh, and Casey, I wasn't ready. About I just dead named myself. I <laughs> I'm really proud of that joke. All right. <laughs> Can I? I am I just wanna... Casey, and I have been on the podcast. See ya. <laughs> you piss. <laughs> All right. So, what I was gonna say, just to wrap it up for the yeah, last. Yeah, we should minute. probably finish uh, our discussion on Tower Heist. <laughs> We're talking about Tower Heist. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? Um, oh my god! Never mind. Gaslighting, you know. <laughs> All I was gonna say is Stiller, Summer of Stiller is coming soon. <laughs> there, uh oh. There it is. Summer of Stiller? 
Justin, can you please yeah. give us a rundown of Summer of Stiller? Okay, guys. You already know it's coming up. It's April. Summer's just around the corner. It's knocking at your door. And the thing that you guys need to realize is it's the Summer of Stiller. Uh, you've heard of Summer of George. Get ready, because <laughs> come back to we're doing a Night's Museum episode. We're doing uh, Hoarding with Disaster, Along Came Polly. We're going to be doing other classics, such as Something About Mary, Dodgeball. What we're about, also going to uh, be doing Ben Stiller-directed movies, The Cable Guy, true. starring Jim Carrey oh. and Matthew Broderick. Yes, a um, classic. Basically, the, the point is, let me, let me just say this. Heartbreak This kid. summer, you're going to be getting a special season of Filmatic called The Summer of Stiller. And each episode, as Justin described, will be different sets of Ben Stiller movies. And um, I hope that someone out there finds this exciting or possibly... <laughs> possibly this is, I'm really excited this is to be I think it'll die. It's already dead. Well, if you just, just look forward to the... Rebrand as an exclusively Ben Stiller podcast, you're really <laughs> a niche market, and then those fucks True. with the Filmatic YouTube channel can't steal that from you. No, I'm firing <laughs> shots, bro. <laughs> Fuck them. As I said earlier, Whoa, motherfucker, <laughs> my 4-4, four four, make sure your kids don't grow, motherfucker. Views of Casey do not represent views of Filmatic or Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> Thank you. This is. You guys think this is our worst episode yet? <laughs> no, I think it might be no, on the, the most like chaotic, least relevant episode. <laughs> yeah. least relevant. Well, really, if you really like, think about it, isn't that what Tower Heist is all about? Yeah, it is. Oh, I think being irrelevant, and chaotic. Not what filmatic's all about. Yeah. Let me just say, summer still are being capped off with. An absolutely season ending. The most requested episode. Madagascar. The Madagascar episode. Madagascar episode. All three? Yes, all three Penguins Penguins TV show? Mm, TV shows aren't films. Selected clips from the Penguins TV show and the King Julian TV show. No way, bro. It's not television addict, alright? There's gonna be other similar to the Shrek episode, there's gonna be smaller shorts of media will consume the shorts uh televisional promotional content i won't say anything more about that dude i can't oh believe we're getting, we're getting our first noah bombback film on fucking filmatic and it's madagascar 3 i hate you guys i hate you probably not true because we might have um something else Myorowitz stories or something oh, you know true. for the summer wow. stiller before wow. we get to madagascar so there could be another wow. yeah. great point great point yeah <laughs> this um, sounds so sarcastic <laughs> <laughs> oh great point that's, that's <laughs> this whole episode is just uh, all right um summer of stiller coming soon guys there's a lot to look forward to for filmatic and um we'll let casey go and leave themselves so yeah, i got uh, there you go. Thanks for getting <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Are we done? Are we cutting <laughs> it? Are we cutting it here? I, I was going to do a one minute sign here? off. Just say Are your names. Casey. Evan. Justin. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> and the bill. And I'm so sorry that I created this. And <laughs> <laughs> my life is worth nothing. See you next time. <laughs>